This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nyx.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Schmodown Rundown, the official episode of the movie trivia Schmodown. My name is Brad Gilbert. You might know me by another name. You might know me as The Boat. Hashtag best full time. Hashtag Brad's opinion is true. Hashtag Boat Life. Hashtag I'm on a sleigh, and I'm joined by my man who has a new nickname. He just got it before we went live. He is Hashtag West Coast Frankie. Oh, wow. You. Sexy numbers from a sexy player. What is this uh, Wheel of Fortune? You bought me an I and an E? What, what, what are you doing over here? You know what? I didn't mean to say West Coast Frank. I meant to say, I meant to say something else. Yeah, <laughs> and okay. I messed it up. I meant to say, Fresh Cut Frankie! Oh! Okay. All right. There we but go. I messed it up. I messed there it up. There we go. You did mess it up, but we'll forgive you. We'll forgive you. And can I say, I, no. Look, maybe it's just me, but I think we have like the best intro of any show on this network. I'm just gonna put it out there. Um, no, no, no. I mean, no. I agree what? with you. No, no, no. I agree with you. I agree okay. with you. However, oh, I saw in the um in the comments the other day somebody hated the new intro and they missed the. I mean, it was good, but I think they also said it was like great, the greatest of all time. I was like, well, okay, well, let's let's not. They did call it the greatest of all time. I was like, all right, hey, look, it's a it's a it was a fine beat. It did its job. It worked wonders for us for years. But eventually, got to you know freshen it up. So I didn't. I just ignored that and I thumbed down the comment. So you know, Johnny Carson had the same theme for thirty years. 
Just saying. Congratulations. <laughs> I don't. Just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just no, saying. That's you know? great. That's great. You know, you, you, you know, greatness never goes on sale, Frank Janice. You remember that? You remember that? But anyway, how you doing, man? How's your holiday? Uh, are you on break? Are you still having to to go to the JO? Am I on break? Well, first of all, no. I still have to. I have to work tomorrow. And I have to work Christmas Day, but I'm off the weekend. So okay, that's good. That's good. That's, that's good. good. What are but, your plans? What are your plans for for a lockdown Xmas in La La Land? Well, you know, I have a, I have a few house uh, roommates, and so um, were you gonna say housemates? What I are you was. British? I was, <laughs> no, I was watching like I'm also a fan of Big Brother, so it's like I was like, and there's a yeah. You know, so anyways, that's a that's all another thing. It's another thing. Thank and, you, Facebook user. Yeah, <laughs> random. <laughs> maybe maybe it is you. You're just you know. Could be. Um, yeah. So, yeah, just, just we're just, you know, chilling here where no one's really traveling, you know, because trying to be safe and smart, obviously. So um, what, what are you doing for the for the holiday? Um, You know, man, I'm doing what I normally do. Me and the float. We have a little we have a little uh, Christmas Eve celebration tradition that we like to do. Um, I still have young nephews who come over to the house and we do the Christmas morning um, with them. And so I'm excited. You know, man, I've gotten to the point in life, and tell me if you're here, where I'm more excited to give gifts than to get oh, gifts. Yeah. Are you in that mode yet? Yeah, because I think I don't like – so like my mom was like, what do you want for Christmas? And I was like, um, I'll get back to you. And <laughs> and then I did it for the longest time. She's like, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? And I was like, fine. And I was like, it just wasn't like a like. I know it's a big deal for her. Like, it is a big deal for you. Like, you want to give gifts, and so it was just so. Like, I'm also like in the same boat where I uh, I don't really necessarily need to receive gifts, but you know, I'll take them. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not turning down a free <laughs> gift. Um, I mean, even if it sucks. Uh, but. But nevertheless, um, one thing, and then we'll get into the stuff that we're here to talk about. By the way, I don't think our YouTube notification went out. So if you're watching us on YouTube, thank you. Yeah. Our YouTube notification didn't push for some I reason. Think so. I, already, I think you're or right. Or it may have I'm just pushed. At, it just pushed it two just, minutes ago. Two minutes ago. So people are joining us now. Thank you, YouTube, for being a little late to the party. I, I We are in a, like a group chat. Um, and... Uh, in the group chat, I was we we're trying to think of what we're going to do Christmas Day after we actually have the celebration of the gift opening because we you know we're, we do it early, we do it early in the Gilmore household. You know what I mean? It's like it's like a seven a.m. wake up call, cup of wassail in hand, and we get it popping. So I said, "What are we going to do after that?" And so everyone's like, "Oh, we should do this. We should do this. Oh, we should play Monopoly. We should whatever." I said, "What if we just watch Wonder Woman eighty four? Yes. Right? And then and then uh, you know, brother in law was like, "Yeah." You know, father was like, "Yeah." Nephews were like, yeah. Funnily enough, the female side of the family wasn't too enthused by it. I wonder I wonder why. And the men seem to be very much into the idea. Well, I mean, you know, it's a movie. It's a good time. I, I don't know. It's understand. a good movie. Great movie. You know, I also, mean, I think it, just, it just reminded me, um, I am doing with my roommates. I do, I'm doing a, we're doing a Secret Santa White Elephant. So oh. it's going to be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. We, you know, we all were assigned somebody, but it's gonna be a white elephant type of deal. So we'll find out how this really truly ends up. And Draco in the chat, what up, Mark and Draco? Happy holidays to you, my man. Um, I hate white elephant. I hate yeah, white why? elephant. It's fun. so terrible. It's not fun at all. It's not it fun really at takes all, the man. Pressure off of buying like a really great gift, to be honest. 
Well, it's well, no, because then it lets you buy a piece of crap for a gift, and then if someone does go all out and they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna get some real nice," and I get it, and then somebody steals it from me, now me and that person have beef going into 2021. You know what I mean? I don't want <laughs> beef okay. going into a new year. I want to shed all that. <laughs> I want to shed all that. But we're here to talk about the movie trivia showdown. Okay, we're gonna break down the Schmodown awards that went down. This uh, not not went down. The nominations went out. We want to talk about it, and we want to see if it's really an honor to be nominated. Because I'm a little hot, Frank. I know that it's the Rundown Award, but I still would yeah. like. We weren't even nominated. Or how like, can how can the best show? The only in show this that whole matters. sphere. The only show that matters. How can we not even be nominated? Like, like I get it, but I don't get it. We gotta change these. Can rules. we can we do an SEN Network Award? So it's no, like I don't, want, I don't want to do that, Brad. I don't want to do that one. Why? Because I already I, we already know where all that's gonna go. Like we already know where that's gonna go. Why? I mean, although the, like the eighty people on SEN Live would have to share the award, so that's true. I that's mean, that see, that's a, whack. A, that's whack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like it'd be. I feel like you know, you and I, front runners, uh, coming up next, close, close second and a half, or one A, one B kind of thing, right there. And we had Jen on the rundown, so like. Jen has become like a rundown correspondent in some ways. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? She's she's an extension of the rundown. Um, and then me going backstage. I mean, do we really want to get into this? Do we, I mean, Ben, you know, come on. Do you really want to get into this? Do you really want to? Okay, let's move on. Uh, but we're going to talk about that. But before we do, you want to talk about exchanges, Frank Jenner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You want to talk about an exchanging of gifts. <laughs> we a, were all given. transitions right there. We were all given a big gift. A big, big gift on Twitter's morning. What was this? Maybe two days ago at this point. Yeah. Um, I woke up, not woke up, but I was scrolling through the timeline, the TL. It was yesterday morning. Yesterday morning. It was yesterday. Yeah, okay. So I was scrolling through the TL, and I started to see a little bit of a uh, quandary happening. And Chandru was going off about his man, right? He was riding for his guy. He was talking about Winston, swag squad, drip, drip. Came close to taking the faction championship home. They were talking, you know, he's big enough, and he said, look at this. Look at this comparison here. And he had a little Excel spreadsheet, which I loved, by the way. I love that someone aside from you takes the time to do an Excel spreadsheet. And here's oh, yeah. what it is. It showed the 2019 numbers of the roster comparative to their 2020 numbers. And if you look down the board all the way from Paulo Yama to Adam Lavick through teams, you see that the numbers were up. And Chandru said, here's why Winston Marshall is the manager of the year of the season. He has brought out the best from his whole roster. Win or lose, every single player's gameplay and accuracy has improved under Winston's tutelage from past seasons. See the accuracy below. So, Frank Janis, you're the number X guy. Um, when you saw that, when you saw that post up there, what did you think? Because although accurate, it seems at least, at least it seems accurate. Yeah. Numbers, you can you can you can tell an interesting story with numbers. They're not always the oh, truth. Yeah. Oh yeah, tr believe believe you me. I know a thing or two about dispelling the truth out. You know, so you can manipulate numbers. I don't think like that's a surprise or a revelation to anybody. Right. You can use numbers to, even though they, they could be absolutely one hundred percent accurate. It's how you use them, where you use them, what are you using them for? Um, well, you know, that's that's neither here nor there, but that is definitely somewhere. Um, Corey Cameron, know you're rolling. Shut your mouth, son. 
Uh, all my movies is a great show. I mean, they had a great oh, one today with uh, Leonard Malton about It's a Wonderful Life. Anyways, we're getting off track. We're getting off track. We're getting off track. All right. So uh, when I saw By this, the way, go, for the audio <laughs> listeners, Corey Cameron said, sorry, Rundown, all my movies has you beat. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, it's Dan Murrow. You know. yeah, I hope you get cold for Christmas, Corey. You like that alliteration? <laughs> go ahead. Like, yeah, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So. The thing with with this was I, w- I was curious that he only puts out swags numbers. He mm. didn't compare it to corruption or Rockstar's numbers. So if you're going to do this sort of comparison, I I would think on some level, now maybe he didn't do this other work about what are corruption's numbers, because what if he did this and then someone else came out with corruption numbers and they were like far superior? Now, I don't think that's the case, but what if they were? You would still want to double check that, wouldn't you? Just to be like, you wouldn't want to get one up on, you know? True. Facts. You want to get dumped on, like you did all this work and then someone called and then you knew corruption numbers were better. Now, maybe they're not better. Maybe they're pretty close. Maybe they're pretty similar. I don't know. I haven't really delved into it. That's not something that I was looking to do. Um, I have I, I have plenty of work to do, believe, believe me. Um, doing this was, was interesting, but. I will say that, yeah, these numbers look good. There's an improvement for these players. But guess what, Brad? Across the entire Schmodown, there has been improvement across the board from year to year to year. And from last year to this year is no exception. So I went and looked at some numbers, Brad. And I'm looking at overall accuracy rates, round one accuracy rates, round two, all of that good stuff. I just want to see... What's going on here? Now, when you look at single division, primarily from last year, the overall uh, division average accuracy rate was 72%. 72. In that, in that division. Okay. This year, 80%. It's up 8%. It's a pretty it's big 8%. leap. Pretty big leap. Round one numbers uh, in terms of accuracy is up 6% from last year. And when you look at the perfect rounds uh, going eight for eight, I'm not counting um, bonus points and all that, but last year we had 20 perfect rounds going eight for eight. That was out of 40. We had 48 matches in the singles division last year. This year we had 59. We had a larger tournament, obviously. So that's going to tack on some more uh, matches, but we went from 20 perfect first rounds going eight for eight to 36 of this year. Whoa. Almost double, almost up a hundred percent. Incredible. So while, the, the members on swag elevated their game They They weren't the only one. They're not the only one. And they're, and I'm not saying that, you know, um, this isn't to be looked at what these numbers that Chandra put out there are not to be, you know, it doesn't mean what he's trying to say for sure. It does, but let's keep in mind that swags players aren't the only ones that elevated their game. Now in relation to corruption or rock stars or whoever you want to compare it to, that's another story. But let's not make this the end-all, be-all uh, type of or a, a, a huge feather in the cap of Winston for when it comes manager of the year type of uh, deliberation. It's certainly something to look at. Right. But it's not – I don't think it's as big a deal as he made it out to be concerned considering this was the very first tweet of a six-part thread that then lasted even still to like this morning, which was – and I kind of rep- and I kind of quote-tweeted one of them at the end of it. I was like – at some point, I feel like, yes, this is a good message to put out to try and sway voters. But at some point, you're only talking to people who, who ride with swag. And, and it's kind of going out into a void if you keep going. And that's kind of a – it's debatable, sure. But these numbers – and 
actually, I want to talk some, uh, some more numbers here. Let's do it. Um, because round two is, is a different beast all altogether. More and more players are becoming specialized. Um, and uh, Mark's absolutely correct. But in this graphic that Chandru put up, he didn't cite wins or losses because right. why would this is Mark and Draco said more wins at the end of the year than swag did. They had more points. So he's not going to reference the wins there. He's going to try reference to reference the accuracy. Yeah. I mean, it's a way, it's a way of hiding behind the numbers too. Um, Mark and Draco said accurate percentage. Does not matter if you don't win? And by the way, he would know something about winning one half of the greatest team of all time, in Definitely. my opinion. Yeah. And so if I'm just, this is only one If you these numbers are only one piece of a much larger puzzle that is very subjective in nature. I think when you're talking about achievements, what you do in these tournaments, what belt did you win? Obviously, as Mark is um, pointing out here, that Roxy and Draco also belts. saying, and Draco also saying, Roxy has two belts, the only manager with two belts, manager of the year. You know, and, and there was another, um, I put out another graph uh, I tweeted out in terms of. What do uh, the wins and losses look like with just the top three players drafted? And what does that record look like without those top three drafted players look, uh, or what does that record look like? And really corruption looked pretty balanced. Um, swag a little, I mean, just as balanced, but not quite as much as corruption. And then Roxy, obviously with the odd couple and Alex Damon, I mean, that really, um, you know, sealed the deal. Um, uh, Janish. Don't do it behind my back. <laughs> yes. Yes. Look, man, here's Live on the internet on the on the Shona Entertainment Network is definitely going behind your back, Chandrew. You're absolutely correct. I, I, mean, I say let's bring him on. Let's go, bring go him ahead. on. Go ahead. Chan Chandrew, I'm gonna yeah, DM yeah. you the, I'm gonna right. DM you the link. If you'd like to come on, you're more than welcome yeah, yeah. Uh, to do that. But Frank, continue your, your points here. I'm not really debating his points. I'm just pointing out that like there are other numbers that you could point to that could sway an audience one way or the other I, I i love what he did here and i even cited as much uh in a, in a retweet but i'm not like what what am i else supposed to say here that other players didn't do as much okay maybe but i don't have those numbers in front of me and i'm not about to do all that work i'm not the one campaigning my manager for player manager of the year so if he wants to come on and and talk like just reiterate what he put out there or if he has some new information sure if he wants to talk man he's a champion look yeah. man we we respect the champs around here frank all right i need, I need to put a little put a little respect on your on that voice when you're talking about a champion in this league all right frank janish but um i i'd like to hear i also would like to hear what chandrew thought about what other players reactions were to him because uh man did it get a little spicy in in that thread frank yeah. janish um did, did, but you had more numbers that you wanted to talk uh, about yeah, I just kind of want to go against go the teams and inner geekdom. Last year for overall accuracy rate for the division, it jumped up eight points again this year. Um, round two took a bit of a hit, which is pretty understandable considering we had a lot of turn or a lot of new teams uh, this year. So it takes a bit of a dip. Um, I'm not saying final exam obviously took a dip. They were one of the few that rose to the occasion. Obviously, inner geekdom that division is continuing to improve from last year to this year. Another eight percent increase. Uh, in accuracy rate, a uh, 10% increase in round one accuracy rate. So players are definitely getting better across the board. It's not just members of swag. Um, and, and that's pretty much fact because it's not like these players that he listed um, are the reason why all these numbers went up. That's, that's, that's just not the case. Even Meg's um, 
put out another graph graphic that listed other players from other divisions or other factions that contributed to the uptick in accuracy rates. So, well, hold on now. You know what? Marisol McKee says of Harley debate, Frank provided crucial context. But guess what, guys? People were saying they wanted it. And guess what? You're, you're going to get it. Christmas does come early. How do I get this off? There we go. Christmas hey. comes early because joining us live right now, impromptuly, he is the inner geekdom division champion of the world who was victorious in an incredible battle against the man who went through the tournament, the inner geekdom tournament, Chance Ellison. He beat him down. He made him say, Daddy, I don't want none. I had enough. Let's bring in Chandru, the Chosen. What's going on, Chandru? Thank you, Brad, and uh, thanks, Frank. Uh, I think this is the first time um, coming on Rundown, so about um, time, right? Yeah. 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 Definitely about time. Now, hey, so you heard my man Frank talking in the chat, and you've been you've been talking you've been talking a lot on Twitter. You know, those Twitter fingers yeah. have been being put to work, my man, and I and I appreciate it. I like when you're out there and you're saying how you feel. But apparently, Frank said something you didn't like. So what's going on? Let's talk about it. Okay, so first of all, I agree that like the percentages went accuracy went up across like across all divisions like between last season and this season too. But another thing is, but but the thing is like consistently everyone has been improved. Like in some cases, like they've improved more than the eight percent that you're mentioning. And uh, I think um, call to action put on put on another stat uh, stat of like fourteen different. Uh, players that have had the most improvement this season over last over last season that was like at least a ten percent improvement in singles and at least uh, in singles in IG and at least a five percent improvement in teams in Star Wars and I just I, I just it was interesting to, for me to see that five out of those fourteen were from Swag and the second place was a tie at two out of fourteen from three other factions uh, yeah. so so if if, if we want to look at more numbers i'm happy to happy to bring that up this is the one that the stuff that i posted is just like a, the tip of the iceberg and if you think i did not do my homework on the singles uh singles accuracy of chance and mike and how they fell or like just stayed the same over the season or like uh, or uh snyder and uh, snyder improved a little bit and and Reiko and how it stayed the same over the season and uh like how their how teams also like kind of like leveled out while while Paul and Lon actually shoot for the stars this season. I, I can give you more numbers, but uh, I just wanted to get my point across in sure. as as small a table as possible. And this this is what I wanted to do. And uh, yeah, we can we can talk more if you want to refute my point. Yeah, I think there's also something to be said when you know you look at corruption specifically. You know they had Marisol and Adam Collins. There's nothing to um, gauge an improvement on because they weren't in the, in the in the league last year. So you can have more more veterans of the league on your squad, and thus you could have you can see, hey, there's more. I had more players improve from last year to this year, whereas if someone like Swag or I'm sorry, uh, Corruption or any other faction that had um, more than a couple rookies on their squad, then you can't really gauge the progress of that. You can only really gauge then, do they do a good job in, in bringing in new players to the league that made an impact specifically Adam Collins and Marisol McKee. Now I'm not trying to take sides here, but you just can't gauge their improvement from year from last year to this year, because there was no last year for them. Yeah. I would say that um, if a player isn't improving, but is still playing at a high level, 
I don't know that it's a real big point of argument to say that, well, this player raised their level to basically meet the level of where some of the other elite players were already at. Yeah, so first of all, yeah, with rookies, I, I had a hard time uh, looking at that as well. Like, that's why Ace's Star Wars run is not in the list, because, of course, he did not have he did not play Star Wars matches last season. But like, um, and say, same if same if you want to like look at the impact of the manager for the rookies, it's hard to hard to like hard to like see how much of the impact the manager themselves had. That's why that's why like uh, you, you just have to take the rookies on their word when they say how how much the manager helped, right? Like, and and it's of course of course going to be a skewed, uh, biased point of view. And even when I say Winston is the manager of the year, it's it's going to come from a biased point of view, and I understand that. But then I just have more numbers, like hard numbers, to back it up, and I I'm sure like you as a statistician would appreciate that. And um, and instead of just me say continuing to say how much Winston helps behind the scenes and how much you know he he makes us make sure we practice and go out there and have fun and all that, I just wanted to like show hardcore numbers. And uh, that I, I think hand, I think hands down we've our faction has beaten like the strongest rivals, uh, strongest players across all four divisions. Demolanta, Kelly, Smets, Chance, Chance again, Barbarian, uh, Founding Fathers, Tom and Paul, uh, Deep Thirteen. So across uh, success across all four divisions uh, uh, against worthy top tier competition is something we sh we all are proud of, and uh, and that is why Winston, you know, deserves Manager of the Year in my yeah, opinion. I think when when you have uh, that kind of resume for the players you've beaten. I think that's to be somewhat expected if you're to get to towards the top of the table and compete for belts, because a lot of the players coming in weren't at these high levels coming into the season where uh, Chance and Mike, you know, Mike is already near the top of the table for inner geekdom. Uh, yeah. Even though he, even though the year prior ended pretty sour for him, corruption came in with a beating family early on in the year to get a, a title shot, which they did win. So they didn't have these longer rows to face these other uh, teams or players that they've already been in prior seasons that kind of gave them a jump start, if you will, in terms of uh, not having yeah. played those bigger names. So you're, it's, you're right. It's a contextual you're right thing, the, you know, where you were. Yeah. yeah, you're right in the fact that all factions, not all factions have the same sort of uh, paths to earn points, right? Of course, uh, Swag had some some bad luck in, the, in, in, in tournament bracket placements and like tournament placements in, in general. And like corruption has had good luck. Like they, they were extremely lucky that the IG tournament did not have Smets in it, did not have me in it, did not have Mara in it. They were just lucky that this year's free for all happened to be a horror free for all, and Bibiani uh, had some scheduling conflicts uh, for whatever reason, and he didn't get to play in it. Uh, he was one of the odds-on favorites to win that thing. So uh, it's it's so I like to dig deep and beyond just the the win percentage win 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 loss ratios and for faction points and that's what i did and every every fa um, faction's manager has a different story as to why their manager wins wins uh manager of the year uh, of course corruption has their uh we, we won the faction faction championship uh, reason uh, of course roxy has the in-game manager in-game managerial uh, uh kudos to her and also two two belts at the end of the year reason and and we have our reasons of like uh, across the board consistency through the consistency both in terms of our roster and as well consistency in, in terms of time and um, yeah there is so much. I'm not saying you didn't, you didn't make a, a good argument. I think you, you know, talking about it. I think you made a solid argument. That's not 
Um, I'm not saying anything against that. I just think um, when also, I mean, I will I will point out a little bit, though, that when you're pulling uh, like in case of RB3, uh, it's kind of a cheap shot. But like when you're pulling numbers from 2017 and a little bit of 2018, uh, that's a completely different type of league. And that's what I was really getting at with these progression type of numbers, because while players are getting better, the, the game is also evolving and changing. And that's why we're seeing more perfect first rounds, higher accuracy rates, because however you want to phrase it, yeah, the game is changing. So if players aren't rising through these levels, I would be a little hesitant if a certain player, if, if players weren't, I'd be like, what's going on here? Because mm-hmm. it seems like across the board, uh, that's what's happening. And if you're already playing at a high level, you're just not going to have a big of an improvement from years past to this current year. And so yeah. all that's all I'm really saying there is, yes, this is true. But I thought, I always thought, Winston's better argument was beyond the numbers. It certainly helps to have numbers on your side, definitely. But I always thought for a player like Winston throughout the year, always heard about the intangibles for Winston. And Mm -hmm. then in such, and then for this thing to really just go off the rails, starting with a graphic uh, of numbers was quite interesting. And that's Uh, what uh, I I wanted. About the RB3 point, would you rather me leave him out of it and just like, Pretend like he didn't, you know, pull off, uh, have a have a perfect round one in the first studio match, and poop and push the rookie phenom to his like to his to to the end to the to his three pointer. Like, do, do you want me to pretend that didn't happen? Or no, uh, is, we can we can do this. Context. We can do this. That's all. No, we can do this. The argument yeah. is add more context. Um, but you don't have to do that. I'm not saying you have mm-hmm. to do that. I'm just saying don't be surprised on the pushback when there's context to some of these numbers. Yeah, there is always context. Like we can do the same with Bonnie Somerville's numbers. Like, did her number improve under Shannon's tutelage, or like, did did her number improve after after Ken became her manager? Because like, she played two matches this season. If you want to look at uh, impact of the manager across beyond just the top two of her faction, you can easily look at like how how great she played when Ken was managing her compared compared to like Shannon was managing her. And there's so much so much context we can go go into, Frank. And uh, I think. Uh, I, I, at least, at least in the beginning, at least in the table, I intended it to be, you know, just about, just about telling how good Winston is uh, as a manager. And then it just evolved into so much, so much more. Yeah. yeah. You know what, you know what, y'all talked a lot of numbers that I hadn't followed. I'll be honest with you. I don't understand what you are saying. However, now that we have the Intergeekdom champion of the world here, you've been bigging up your man, Winston Marshall, on social media saying that he is the manager of the year. This is what I want to know, though. Is swag the place you will end up next season? Now, you have plenty of time to make this decision. You're in no rush. Um, but I know the market is hungry for some Chandru, right? There are a lot of talks out there. A lot of people see you as the desirable piece to reform their their team and they're and they're going to make you the centerpiece. Are you at least entertaining other offers, or is your mind already made up? Can you tell us where you're leaning? Give us something. I think I would be insanely stupid to not not keep not stay in swag. And also, Winston, if if he is really smart, he would keep me. He would want to keep me in the faction as well. So uh, so beyond all of that, uh, I think the nominations. Uh, end at January 2nd. So to, for me at this point is just, is uh, the the one focus on my mind is just getting Winston manager of the year. Beyond that, um, I haven't thought much beyond um, anything else, but um, 
I've been I've been trying to get Winston to you know be more cutthroat in uh, in what he does. Or of course he's his own person. He uh, the the decisions that he makes are at the end of the day are his. Um, but then like this entire season, you've seen we don't approach the game exactly the same way. Both of us want to go out there and have fun, but our definitions of fun are different. Um, but uh, I'll. He's still he's still the manager of the year and um and I'll be insanely stupid to not stay stay in swag. Okay, so you're definitely leaning that way, but you know, obviously you're gonna listen to offers. You're a smart man. Uh if something else makes sense for you, you're gonna go that way. And last but not least, I just wanna get we talked a lot about the numbers in the thread, but what did you think about kind of the viciousness that that you sparked? There are a lot of really mean and awful things said by a man who's got an incredibly handsome face, Mike Kalinowski and others. Uh, do you have anything to say to Shannon Barney and, and Mike Kalinowski and company? I, I mean, it's just so rich that they, they want to go, go again, go after me as a, just a one division player. And just, just like by being in one division and within a year and a half, I have more defenses than her top two players across three divisions. And, uh, just by being a one division player, I've earned more points than her star player, Mike Kalinowski, for my faction. And um, just by being a one division player, I've beaten the last two people to have beaten Mike in IG. So if he wants to keep running his mouth, I'm happy to listen, but I'm not going to respond every time uh, because he's not worth my time at this point. Whoa, whoa, not worth the time, Frank Janish. Well, you know what? A lot of people want to see that match next next year, but you have a match coming up, obviously, that's already on the books. You and Mark Knopic, just tell me, how do you feel about going against a former champion? You know, you went against a current champion. You went against a man who had never been champion, but now this is the first time you're going to be battling a former champion. How do you feel about this match? It is exciting uh, because um, we're both, like, very similar type of players in how we approach the game. Um, approach the, the trivia side of the game. We're both like very analytical people. That we're both like from science backgrounds and things like that. So I'm re- I, I was I was like one of the big big fans of Mara. Uh, she was one of my favorites when I was a when I was a fan as well. So um, especially compared to like the, the past two people uh, played and uh, uh, the Twitter thread from Mikey also uh, compared to all of that. Like I have I have a lot of, lot more respect for Mara. Um, um, and, and, and I'm, I'm excited because, um, because I, I've had a lot of like FOMO about both the IG tournaments I wanted to play in both of those. And I've already beaten one person who won, who ran through the whole gauntlet and won the IG tournament. And, uh, she's had an, she's had the experience of like taking the belt away from someone who's already defended their belt. So we're both trying to like repeat our own version of glory, um, um, in the in the next match and uh, you know i'm looking forward to it i am a big fan of mara and i want her to have all the success in the world after this one tiny loss you know what i and i i really enjoy your answer and you've been really bigging up winston marshall and there's been another person who's been bigging up their manager do you have a couple more minutes for us chandra yeah you have a couple more minutes, so I want to bring in another champion right now. Uh, Frank, I know this is impromptu, but we're bringing in another champion because we're going to talk about this Manager of the Year conversation. Joining us is one half of the greatest team of all time, a current team's champion. He is the android, Mark Andreco. Mark, happy holidays to you, my man. Hey, 
Hey guys, how you doing? Well, Mark, you are, we're great. You were very active in the chat when Chandra was talking, especially about Winston Marshall and the manager of the year. We're about to talk about the award. So, Frank, I guess this is the one that we're starting with. Uh, what, what, what are your feelings on this conversation, Android? Um, I think, you know, I think the fact that we are so passionate about our managers shows that our managers all bring something to the table. But the whole idea that, uh, you know, I and mean, then corruption has all these points and whatever. But ultimately... It's not. It's not all. What it's not. At the end of the at the end of the season of a team of a, of a football team, you if you win the Super Bowl, you're the champions. Roxy has two belts. She has more belts than anybody else. The odd couple in our last in this run, and I am not good about promoting myself, so I'm I'm channeling my inner Jeff Snyder here right now. <laughs> we we scored the highest number of points ever scored. And even in the 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 finals against the Shazam, which would be argued that it, some people could find that disappointing, the score was still forty-one forty. We had Jeff and I had three perfect round twos in a row. No one else has done that. We've never gotten. We've won ten times more than anybody else. I'm not about giving awards for for attendance and awards just for being <laughs> there. But Roxy, and you've seen it, Roxy in the middle of the, Roxy helped us win the belt this time because what you guys, what you didn't, what people didn't see was all the technical difficulties and all the stuff. That's where our attitude was coming from. Our attitude wasn't yeah. we were mad we were losing. Our attitude was was we were just we just thought it was over, you know. And Roxy has is the best the best in-game manager we've ever seen in this game. I don't think that's arguable. If there were specified tiers of manager of the year, but ultimately it comes down to the end. Everybody improved. Everybody's managers did good things. I think this was the first full season that felt like the managers were actually more than just figureheads. Right. The, yeah. the managers were actually part of it, which is weird because we were more distant socially and physically than we've ever been before. Yeah. But the managers, everybody feels like they have a familial relationship with their manager which is phenomenal which is why which is why we get so passionate about this not because we don't like each other we get passionate about this because we love it and it keeps us sane in the best of times let alone at the end of the world with a, a plague that won't go away but i think when it just comes down to numbers who has the most who had the most successful teams or the most successful players this year and it's success is gauged by win by wins and belts and roxy has two belts winston has one belt Shannon has one belt. Again, that's just one another big piece of the puzzle, but it's still just one piece of the puzzle, right? Like, of course, that's exactly what I said. Roxy, Roxy has the belts argument. Uh, Shannon has the faction championship argument, and I have the uh, and Winston has the consistency across um, the roster argument uh, because uh, I don't know if Roxy did much more for the rest of her faction uh, as opposed to like her top four. Uh, of course, like you and uh, you and Snyder did great things this season. Um, and four out of those 10 wins were from this year. And we're talking about manager of the year, not manager of the entire history of uh, them managing. And uh, Sure, uh, and sure. This is, this is all open to interpretation. And, but the yeah. one thing I'd like to say is we, we don't have the numbers for improvement in every other division in front of us. We just have the numbers for what you brought up, for what you brought up. So until we have those numbers, if someone's going to do them, uh, mm -hmm. That's not a completely solid argument because we don't know what the percentage of improvement was in other matches. I think I mean, absolutely yeah. it's impressive the level of improvement 
that Winston got from you guys. That I by no means, and I adore Winston. This is by no means trying to say my dad's stronger than your dad, but I think, <laughs> but I think you know, people, you know, you might, you know, the winner of best of year, the team with the manager with the most belts should be the manager of the year. It, to, to me, under the terms of manager of the year and what it has been previously, that seems to be what the deciding factor. It ultimately is. And, and, now, and, is it and harder than ever this year? Absolutely. Because like I said, you said the managers are more engaged than they've ever been this season. Yeah. Yeah. And also cutting it off at, at, at like a, uh, you know, a random point of, of the year, uh, just to, just to talk about like who ended, ended great is, is not just that that's again, like just one piece of the whole pie, right? Like, uh, when we're talking about total number of title matches, we, uh, uh, uh Swag won two title matches, same as same as uh, Rockstars. Just so happened that one of one of them happened to be during a throwdown, and one of them happened to be during a spectacular. And one of those was a title match win like, as a challenger. One of those was as a defender. And uh, Alex Damon like was already great last season. I don't, I can't visually see the improvement that Roxy brought to brought to oh, his wait, game. Wait, hold on, hold on now. Hold on. Y'all make, okay. make a lot of great points, but there is one faction that had the most points at the end of the year and held a championship and that's why we're bringing on the new singles champion adam collins joins the mix here <laughs> on the show what's going guys, on adam? guys guys why don't we just all pull them out and measure to see <laughs> <laughs> i mean which is gonna win that match i'm assuming and <laughs> oh, draco i just answered an rsvp i don't know what this is <laughs> <laughs> but uh no i all the points uh, come come into light here. I'm just I'm just here to listen. The the one the other thing I wanted to say, Chandru, was the thing that 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 definitely skews all this is not every team, not every faction played the same amount of matches. Uh, yeah. Swag Swag or Corruption, I think, played seven more matches than the Rock Stars. Uh, the other team, the, played five, six more matches than the Rock Stars. Once again, that's not an excuse, but statistics, you know, it, it's easier in regular sports because every team plays the same amount of games. So there are so many asterisks and stuff. But once again, the fact that we're debating all this stuff the night before the night before Christmas proves right. <laughs> we all love it very much. And by the way, I never said it. Congratulations on your win, Chandra. You're the first person to the first person to defend a belt in a while. Yeah, it's been two and a half years, I think, yeah. So congratulations. congratulations. Yeah, and like, the other thing I just kind of want to say on this manager uh, um, argument or debate is that each manager did something great that was separate from every other manager that's in contention. That's what made them great. You know, you, Chandra, you have, you've brought up all these points for different managers. So it comes up to uh, the voters uh, who are going to be voting on what they think really sets a manager apart. And that's really what's what the vote's going to come down to, for the most part, I think. Uh, also, there will be, you know, other intangible aspects that you can't really gauge on a spreadsheet that um, some voters will take into consideration as well. But w the the argument that, you know, Winston has the consistency, Roxy got the most out of her top three players. I mean, she her the three players she drafted first, first three all have belts still. Well, you can say whatever you want about Alex Damon, but she also did take a risk not knowing – could he pan out in Inner Geekdom? What would he do in Inner Geekdom? He ended up getting some points for them in Inner Geekdom and retaining the Star Wars belt. Odd couple, obviously, um, reclaiming the championship belt. And then for Corruption, there's something to be said for drafting Marisol sixth in the draft initially and picking up Adam Collins through 
uh, free agency halfway through the year, and now and we're all so and- glad Adam's playing. We're all so <laughs> glad. Adam's Everyone did something incredibly <laughs> unique and, and amazing that has given them an argument, a seat at the table for the, the debate. And you, we can argue this till the cows come home, but no one argument is necessarily trumps the other. Um, but I guess we'll find out when the awards uh, happen on January. 22nd. Part of me well, wants to set the internet on fire and say that me and Adam and Chandra are forming our own faction. I, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> like the greatest thing in the world. You would have to forfeit your team build if you're not coming with Snyder. <laughs> we'll get Snyder in the draft. Don't worry about it. I'll be the host manager. We'll figure this out. Brad, Brad, Brad become the manager. Oh, we're, yeah, we're, we're being friendly. Like I, we thought, can... I like this. I like this idea. You your go. shirt is wearing, saying float right now. But Adam, you're about to say something. Uh, look, I just I just wanted to uh, once I tuned in and saw what was happening here, I wanted to make sure I came in and at least uh, paid my respects. Um, uh, I said what I wanted to say on Twitter yesterday, um, and I'm not here to argue a bunch of nuance and everything. Um, I appreciate where Chandra is coming from. I appreciate where Mark is coming from. And I think there are legitimate arguments uh, uh, in those factions. Um, but I, I just feel very confident in what we achieved as a faction this year. Um, I know what my experience was and it was a team effort. It wasn't just us automatically being good. I think we take that as a compliment that people think that's what happened, but Shannon was very, very instrumental in making sure we succeeded and whether or not she wins manager of the year doesn't diminish the fact that we accomplished what we did and we're very proud of it. Um, so I don't have spreadsheets and I don't have improvements to throw in people's faces, but what I can say is we worked really hard and we delivered a certain result and we're proud of it. Well, and you should be, and you should be, you did something that, uh, that no one, no other team in the history of the movie Trevor Smodown has done before, right? Um, y'all won this faction championship. That was the first one ever. And then you went seven Oh as a rookie to win the championship as well. You have a back to the future poster on your wall. I already am in love with you. So, I mean, we're, we're doing, we're doing a lot of things good here, but I think that y'all all make great, uh, arguments as to who the manager of the year should be. We asked Chandru, Adam, we know that you're already spoken for. You've been uh, selected. I believe that's firm and concrete that you will be a corruption next year. Is that right? It is. All right. And then Mark, though. I mean, are you, I'm assuming you're going to have loyalty to Roxy, but are you at least entertaining conversations as a free agent right now? No, no one's asked. <laughs> no one's asked. So, no one's asked. Um, you know, would I like to be asked? Sure. You don't want to be the only girl sitting at the sideline by the punch bowl, but I'm also a girl that's got a really good uh, boss. So, you know, <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't really matter. I'm not really looking. It would be, you know, I would love to see, you know, if someone made a crazy offer, sure, I'd entertain it. But Roxy, Roxy is the reason, you know, Jeff and I know movies. Roxy knows how to make me and Jeff play better than we played. And I do think this past, the past uh, four matches for me at least, I finally felt like I was good at this game and can, and can finally enjoy being a good player. That's all my baggage. That's all my growing up Catholic and being gay and all that stuff. So don't, but, uh, <laughs> but, I, but it just felt, it felt so when, when Jeff and I were playing well, we were playing so well that there wasn't nervousness. There was just focus and, you know, and that's all Roxy from day one. She said, you guys have to listen to each other. You're both big personalities. And but even if you both know the answer, look at each other in the face and talk about it. And she's absolutely right. And because of that, Jeff and I, who weren't really close beforehand, that there's a there's a weird level of intimacy when you do that, when you're forced to be like, 
You know, it's like an old, it's like an old Meisner acting exercise, connecting with the person in front of you. And that's all Roxy. You know, I, I, I'm not anyone to give faint praise because, you know, if I love you, I love you. And if I don't, I don't. There's very little for me. So I don't have any reason to blow smoke. And but like I said, what's great about this is we all love our managers and it's not about everybody brings something different to the table. And it's good that we all think our managers are managers of the year, because that means all our managers are engaging us in a way that empowers us, uh, makes us have fun. And keeps us keeps us on our toes. So ultimately, you know, I would I would ultimately love nothing more than if it was a tie between everybody, <laughs> because you know, and that's sort of a cop out. But I can I can see everyone's points. You know, you can see everyone everyone has a valid point, and that's what that's what made this season, which on paper should have been the death yeah. knell of the Schmodown, that's what made this season I think the most important season we've ever had because the mm-hmm. amount of growth. The, just the base level of play now is insane. This guy to my over here screwed up everything <laughs> uh, in the best possible in the best possible way. I mean, I mean, you know, okay, Orson Welles, you directed Citizen Kane. What's your follow up? That's what that's what's going to happen now. Uh, not, no, no, no comment on your abilities. I'm just saying what the internet's going to do. So right. buckle up buckle up and ignore it all but uh, you know it the, it's why i'm you know it's why this season was so watchable because this this new world making it up as we went along yeah. just felt this felt this to me felt the closest to doing high school and college theater than anything i've done <laughs> as an adult because it was all like let's put on a show i got a barn i got a sewing machine you know the, the level of com- com- community and family and camaraderie, even as we compete against each other, it's it's something I never expected to experience at this level of intensity this late in my life. This is is a really, really great group of people consistently, and it's a privilege to be able to play with people like Chandru and Adam and everyone else who I played with because we all try to keep each other. We all want to be we all want to be good, and we're surrounded by people we all think are better than us, and that's the best place to be. So. I'm going to shut up now because I feel like I've been <laughs> Well, you know what? Uh, and I appreciate all three of you for joining <laughs> us here in this impromptu fashion. I guess impromptuly isn't a word, is it, Andrew? I don't know. It, sounded, <laughs> it didn't sound right when I said it, but it, it sounds matter. like a Dick Tracy villain. <laughs> <laughs> impromptuly. Um, but I want to ask each of you one, one final question. Um, we talked a lot about match, uh, I mean, manager of the year. I want to know, though, about each of your overall player of the year. Adam, uh, I know you might view yourself as the player of the year, which is fine, but maybe tell me who you think is runner-up. And then, obviously, Mark and Chandra, I'd like to hear. But let's start with Chandra. Who do you think overall player of the year is? Oh, to me, it's Jeff Snyder. Um, um, again, like he's, he's, he's done great things across two divisions and uh, singles uh, tournament final plus, uh, plus I think... Uh, one of the one of the best team performances in a season, apart from final exam this year, was uh, from from the odd couple. So um, com- combining that two and uh, just the strength of uh, strength of op- opposition as well. Com- combining all that, it's 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 very close between um, Adam and Jeff for me. But like end of the day, uh, he was playing throughout the year as well, and uh, I. I my vote will go to Jeff Snyder. All right, Mark. Um, this is this is one of those years where it's like I think it's I think it's 
a, a, a photo finish between Adam and Jeff because yeah, in any lesser year, either one of them is the obvious choice. Yep. Adam did something never done before. Uh, the idea, you know, the first, the first to come from the fans and the fan leagues and do what Adam did is a huge, huge, huge accomplishment. And the question and the questions he missed, most of us would have missed. So, you know, it's not like I can be like, oh, those questions were easy. Collins is overrated. <laughs> no, no, he came to play. And it's a great accomplishment. But Jeff won his third belt, uh, played, you know, was was only defeated by Adam. And it, it and this has nothing to do with me. This is, you know, just looking at the, putting it on paper. What Jeff has done in his career is insane. So I don't envy anyone. I mean, this I wish this could be like, you know, we the last time there was a tie at the Oscars, I think it was um like Barbara Streisand and Katherine Hepburn for Best Actress. If this, if there's any year that that a tie is not a cop out, a tie is totally earned. It's this year because it is really, it is really just what side does the coin fall on, and it, it's going to be different every time, and every time it's right. Adam. Well, uh, you know, you put me in an awkward position, but I'll say that. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's okay to I, say yourself. <laughs> if there were if there were no awards, I'd be walking away from the season with plenty uh, to celebrate. I have uh, a title that I hear is pretty prestigious. Um, I sticking with a faction that I adore, um, and I've made friends that I hope uh, stay in my life for the foreseeable future. So I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good about everything that's already happened. As far as what awards happen, I think if Jeff wins, that would be fantastic. I think he's more than earned it. If people vote for me, cool. But I, again, I'm walking away from the season with plenty to be happy about. So I'm going to abstain from campaigning for myself. If that's cool. And that just won him the award. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's the best way. Know, right? That's the best way to win. Uh, but before we let you all go, Mark Ellis with the hundred dollars super chat. Thank you so much, Mark Baby Carrots Ellis. He said, "Look at all them champs stumbled upon this whilst looking for the, the bird call fids." Just want to say thanks to these two for a great season. All I want for Christmas is to announce a match in 2021 with Akib Talib. So there you go. Uh, thank you, <laughs> Mark Ellis, for that, and thank you. To the three champions, we almost have are all represented. Adam the Coyote Collins representing corruption. We have Mark and Draco who wants to say one final thing, and then Chandra yes. the Chosen representing Swag, the Inner Kingdom champion. Uh, Android, what's your final word? Just because it's Christmas, if we did start the rumor that we were starting our own faction, we'd have to go with the three wise men. <laughs> yes i love it i love it the three wise men here we are here we are I, I love you never it. you never know you never know. You never know. We're breaking news all the time. Gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Mahana Kwanzaa to you all. A festivus for the rest of us. We will talk to you all soon. And we Love look you forward guys. to your 2021 Thanks, season. Thank you all. Thank yeah. you all. So there it is. Chandru, Mark. Oh, man, the coyote. What was that, Frank? Oh, my Lord. What, I, was, what, how, I didn't, just, didn't expect that. <laughs> no. No. I, I mean, I, I kind of... You know, there's something there's something to us doing a show during the middle of the week these days instead of uh, Saturdays. I'll, I'll say that much because hmm. uh, they've been um, they've been pretty spicy these past these past few ones. Um, man, that, that that was great and uh, love having those guys on. I, I've been meaning to try and 
get uh, or wanting to get Mark and Jeff on for what they accomplished through the year. We've had Adam on before, and then you know, obviously there's Chandru, but this holiday season, you never know what people are doing these this time of year. But more than thrilled to get those three guys on all at once on the same show. Um, especially yeah, during beat, beat that backstage, beat that backstage. <laughs> Yeah, we do it by accident. You guys do it on purpose. So yeah, like, look at that. Look at that. We, we the show that we don't even plan is better than all your stuff. No, I'm, just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We love the people um, backstage. It's just a friendly, friendly but, network rivalry. But of also, course. like, isn't isn't? I know Mark was super generous with that hundred dollars super chat, but he's kind of paying himself, but also kind of not. So. Hey, look, but, hey, man, why you got to look into stuff so much? You know what I mean? Just let because the man give us. A I super see a chat. number, and I go, "What's that about?" That's what I see. Well, he's good. Well, he's actually only going to get 70% of that. (laughs) You just got to get the other 30. He may not have thought that would do this in Streamlabs, pal. No, but Mark, we appreciate that as well. Absolutely. Okay, Frank, let's talk a little. Should we talk free agency a little Um, bit? Well, let's see here. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much where we're, where we, we kind of got sidetracked at. And not too much of a sidetrack because we started getting into that, obviously. Um, But if you were, if you weren't aware of the dates, you see it here on the screen. The awards will be taking place January 15th. Again, the if you are eligible to vote, that means if you're a patron uh, specifically or if you are a competitor in the league, uh, January 2nd is the last day to vote. So, again, if you're a patron, this is, I, I, I'm assuming this is matched mostly for the patrons that are listening yeah. or watching. Uh, January, January 2nd is the last day to do that because January 15th, we're having that award show. And then after that, a week later, free agency special January 22nd. And then a week after that, the draft to end all drafts, probably oh, January 29th. It's going to be so crazy. Hey, I'm looking forward to it because the lunacy of the draft that happened earlier this year, uh, when you and I were sitting on the stage of the legendary comedy store was so much fun yeah. to, and then and we'll get to moments of the year, but I just, I just remember so many of great things that happened during that award show slash draft. For those of you who don't know, I mean, it, they were there were simultaneous events for the people who were there in person, and we had like a fifteen minute break, and then it got nuts. <laughs> the awards were fun, right? They, awards were fun. We actually presented an award together, which was fun. Um, that's when I said call to action should be call for action. That's the only way they'll ever get any. Which I still love that joke. It's still funny, man. Just, I thought yeah. of it on the plane. I was like, oh, that's funny. Yeah. But um, um, uh, that that night was so great. So the awards are January the fifteenth, free agency January twenty second, and the draft going down on the 29th, three weeks of incredible schmodown coming your way before the kickoff of the following season. And Frank, um, let's talk let's talk about um some of the free agency news that we're hearing. Okay. Um, you and I have broken a little bit. Uh let's start with this bit of news though. Um, in regards to the free agency. I reported and confirmed that players from Dragon Con will be entering the movie trivia Schmodown draft, including a player in which Adam, I'm not Adam Collins, I'm sorry, Alex Damon is very familiar with, somebody who may have even beaten him in that Dragon Con Star Wars trivia. Um, Frank, how crazy is this? It's confirmed. There's at least three players yeah. who are joining, which is going to make Star Wars all that much more hotly contested and the obvious rematch that some people are waiting for with Ace and, and Alex Damon might not even occur in 2021 based upon the competition that we're going to see Alex Damon have. Of course, Damon has that match coming up that he's got to worry about that could potentially be a triple threat. Um, there's a lot going on in that regards, but 
these players joining just makes it that much more interesting, the Star Wars division, which was the division a year ago I wanted to get rid of. I said, I said, scrap it. Get rid of this thing. We don't need it anymore. And now I'm completely wrong because I think it's so competitive and so much fun. Yeah, this past year, this past season was such a, a big step for the division in terms of the competitive nature and and the representation that could be spread about through uh, factions and, and make it more interesting that way. And now we're getting more players um, into the division, um, you know, whereas, you know, last year we we're going to see just one Star Wars player on a, on a team uh, this year, we could potentially see two um, uh, Star Wars players on a faction. And, and that would be something else because you look at the field that we have right now and you expand it by a few more. And then what, and then we don't know about any other um, rookies that are going to come in along with them that we get through the auditions or whatever, or whatever process that that's going on right now for them. Um, we could have a very much, um, a bigger division and it's growing in much in the same way that the inner geekdom division is still growing. It's kind of like on that path as well. Um, inner geekdom's getting a little bit more fleshed out, especially when we had that tournament this year, you know, how many, how many more players, although we did kind of infuse some players that maybe weren't quite ready, but still made the jump and played pretty well. Uh, that could still happen here again with star Wars for some players who are like, I don't know, but it is a different animal. So it takes a little bit more of a, um, uh, a commitment to get either trounced or just like, hey, I think I got what it takes. So either way, I'm looking forward to these Dragon Con players coming in because I'm curious how the reputation of that competition, um, how that affects managers looking at these potential prospects in terms of, all right, obviously Dragon Con is a, is a very uh, cutthroat type of competition and it's a different form of trivia that the showdown does not have that they don't really share the same type of format and or gameplay per se um what does that how do how do those managers start to evaluate these dragon con players because no doubt they're going to know their stuff but then it comes down to can they play the game do they know about the game there's other little things that are outside of the questions that may be a selling point for some managers out there yeah, I mean, the the selling points to managers, that's the other thing that, that people, I guess, aren't thinking about in free agencies. To some, you have to show that you're a commodity and you have to prove you're a commodity, especially these players that we haven't seen before. How are you going to roll the dice and take a chance on me? Now, for people like Shannon Barney, worked out great um, for Adam Collins, right? Oh, you know, I've seen a little thing that you did in the in the in what we call the fan leagues, the other leagues. Mm -hmm. um, why don't you, why don't we, I'll give you a shot, right? And that worked out. So sometimes you have to have your eye on the ball and go do your research as a manager too. I mean, um, I always think about during free agency, I think about that scene in Moneyball where all the scouts are sitting at the table and they have the whiteboard. They're like, oh, what do you think of, what do you think of Jeremy Giambi? You know, what do you think of this guy? Oh, you know, you know, well, he's got a good looking girlfriend. Well, what does that mean? He's got a good looking girlfriend. Well, it means you remember like they say all those weird oh, yeah, things yeah, yeah. and, and uh, that, that's what makes me think about it in um, in terms of Mutri Shmada. Molly Damon coming in right now, making her right. presence felt, saying you can see how Dragon Con trivia works on the SWE channel. It was digital this year, and we hosted it. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I want to go check out J Dragon Con trivia and see the level, because I've always heard that the level of questions are like, above and beyond anything that I can comprehend. So I want to go see what that's like over there. So thank you, Molly, for making that known for us. So DragonCon, we, we broke that news. But Frank, what else have we heard in, in regards to free agency? Well, it kind of actually leads into some of these other stories that 
uh, David Sackrider was also um, commenting on or putting out there on his site. I don't know if, you, if you're able to share that. Can you can you share? Um, that? Let me pull that up. Let me pull that yeah. up. I will just give me a moment, but, but, but continue um, talking. Yeah, there about was some it. stuff that you know we had. There, there was I had heard things about. Lish and Miller potentially being looked at by the suspects in terms of not just being drafted, but actually signing as one of their three. And that could certainly be a pot that could be a possibility because of the Ethan Irwin connection. Now, whether or not that's actually going to happen. Um, I do not know. No one knows really for sure. There's still some dominoes that have yet to fall that I think once they do, we'll start to see other players sign and, and make other decisions and know um, what is best for them. Um, if you, uh, I think, if it's scroll cool, down. Yeah, a little bit more. Um, well, it talks about okay. Is it the Bayman Irwin thing? It's in that one. Uh, there it is. Up, actually, yeah. So um, there's this potential that hmm. Ben and Irwin had discussions. Now I have heard this talk as well. And the curious thing about Ethan Irwin is that he's talked to a lot of different people from what I've gathered, and he's kind of all told them the same thing. He's basically said. If it's not the suspects, then you're my next pick. Then you're my next. <laughs> so I don't think he's trying to get too involved into the whole uh, drama or mess of it all that could come about. And I think he's I think he's more than willing to stay at the with the suspects. And if they can bring over Lish and Miller, someone that you know uh, he vouched for, basically coming into the, the league last year, and then we saw the results she had this year under Winston. If she is somehow going to make her way over to the suspects. There is that potential connection that could make that happen. But then, you know, if if Ethan and Liz are to be a team, well, wh- where does that leave a high prospect uh, free agent like Ben Bateman or Dan Merle? What does that do uh, for their odds of where they want to um, where they want to land? So it's hard to say, really. Again, a lot of this stuff is still up in the air. We, we are so far away from the special. It's actually quite maddening that we have to go this long because – Things change all the time from day to day. Um, that's that's one of the bigger things that I heard this this week. Also, again, um, if you scroll down to that Smith likely to round out Corky Merck roster um, section of the article, um, it does reference that uh, I tweeted that Mara has definitely entertained other options other than the Mercks. You know, people a lot of people presumed that Shazam, Brendan Meyer, and William Bibiani would be back along with. Mark and Opic, that would seal that would pretty much cover three of their four divisions. Um, Mark and Opic obviously was not able to play last year, and he was and she was Coy's inner geekdom pick, was supposed to play Kevin Smith. We all know that didn't work out the way we all wanted it to. And now she does have a title shot against Chandru going into starting next season, which by the way, the undercard of that title match will be Laura Kelly versus Molly Damon. Uh, that will be the number one contender match. Um, and th- that winner of that match will either play Alex Damon or they will play Alex Damon and Andrew DiMolanda if Alex Damon decides to do that. So there's Incredible. that big caveat there. Um, um, yeah. Oh, well, real quick on, on the on the Corky Merck uh, roster here. So if if Mr. Sackrider is to be believed, and uh, repeat the question, is the article here that we're referencing, or the website that we're referencing, an article published today, December 23rd, my brother Rusty's uh, 51st birthday, so shout out to Rusty. Um, yeah, I have a brother named Rusty. It makes me think of Christmas vacation. Yeah. Uh, um, isn't that funny? So if you have Kevin Smith on the Mercs, it definitely signals that Mark Hanopic, because she's not going to be in the draft. There's no, I don't see 
a way where Mark Canopic ends up in the draft, right? Because you have somebody who's similar, though, to her position last year is going into the season with a guaranteed championship shot. I mean, those are guaranteed points on the board. And she's a former Interkingdom champion. Yeah. Well, don't do you okay? Do you not get points this next season for just being in a championship match? I, I that that has not been confirmed nor denied. I think by the new point system, I can't quite. I can't. I can't. I, honestly, I can't tell you yes or no for sure. Okay. Um, that may or may not be the thing. I'm not, and I'm not trying to be vague about that. I honestly don't know off the top of my head. Um, but it, yeah, it is interesting this Kevin Smith thing because if he were the third of the, you know, along with Shazam. That really does put uh, Koi in a bit of a bind when it comes to inner geekdom and Star Wars because he does pick fourth in the f- in the first round and then doesn't pick again um, until he has the thirteenth overall pick. So that's quite a lot of time there um, for him to try and pick up an inner geekdom and a Star Wars player. But that may not even be on his radar because what if you want Kevin Smith to play teams? Well, then maybe you find somebody with that that fourth pick. To team with him, but now you got to wait till the second round to even start, you know, getting into inner geekdom or Star Wars. Um, now, with the influx of uh, Star Wars players that I think it's going to be in the draft, he could certainly go that route, but then that means he's waiting again for more inner geekdom, uh, another inner geekdom player. And who knows what's going to be there by the time he gets to the third round, at which point you'll have the 20th pick. So, um, this would be a curious move by Koi to sign Kevin Smith, if only because I don't think anyone's really going to sign Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith and Chris Jericho are, are in this particular area when it comes to free agency where they're not really going to go anywhere else, or it doesn't seem realistic or feasible. I don't, I mean, I feel that way more about Jericho than I do about Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith might play ball and just be like, Hey, all right, cool. This is something new. I'll, I'll roll with it. He might be like that. I don't know. But I, I, I think Jericho definitely is going to end up with the Rockstars. Um, no one else would. Although I think, I mean, I have heard a couple of managers entertain the the hilarious idea um, that they would go after Jericho just to see what would happen. Yeah, I don't think that's going to work out too well for them. Um, in regards to Jericho, yeah. uh, David Sackrider saying right now, the, oh, he is the author of the article that we are referencing. You also may have seen him on Showdown backstage earlier this week. Um, he says, David Sackrider says, my source specifically said third, by the way, not one of the three, but third. I think he's referring to Kevin Smith there coming in third. I guess his third, uh, free agent signing, I, I guess okay. is what he's specifying yeah. there. Um, meaning he's last on the list. However, I... I understand why you'd want to keep Kevin Smith, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know if you want to sign him to free agency. Sure, he's guaranteed a match, but here's the thing. What if, okay, let's say his next match is, I'm just throwing this out here. Let's say it's Bonnie Somerville, right? Let's just say. It's not, but let's just say, mm-hmm. right? Say he loses to Bonnie Somerville. I don't know if he's going to play again after that. I don't know. Yeah, these these are these are conversations that, Koi, I think, has probably had with Kevin Smith to kind of gauge where where he stands um, in terms of what does Kevin Smith envision in terms of his longevity with the league. You know, I, I don't know what what those conversations are like. Only time will tell. He seems full. He seems like he's full in, 
right? I mean, mm-hmm. two matches this year. That's that's one. That's definitely one more than I thought that we would get after the Jericho Smith match was announced. I didn't expect him to play again this season, and he did. He played in the spectacular. So did Jericho. So I understand the appeal of it. I just feel like locking Mara down would be interesting. But this is what I, I say, though. Say this is how it turns out, and it's it's Coy Jandrew with the Barks goes with Bibiani. He goes with the kid, and he goes with Kevin Smith. Okay, now Mara Kanopic is on the free agency market. And just like you do this in basketball, whenever the other uh, a year ago, or I mean a, year, a few years ago, when Dwayne Wade was entertaining free agency uh, and he was going to make a move from Miami, everyone was like, oh, he's going to go to Cleveland. That's where LeBron is. Right? They're boys. Yeah. He's going to go to Cleveland. Where did he end up? He went to Cleveland. Then subsequently went to the Bulls, but we don't talk about that. Um, he went to Cleveland, right? Because he had a relationship with uh, LeBron James. I yeah. say this to say, Mark Kanopic obviously has a very public relationship with Dangerous Dan Merle, another person who's on free agency uh, uh, scout looking for a new home. If you saw the end of the spectacular, one would have to imagine that they might be pitching themselves as a package. What better way to say, hey, if you want Mara, you got to have Dan. If you want Dan, you have to have Mara. Both make complete sense to one on your roster. You have a singles and teams player and an inner geekdom player who's a former champion and with a guaranteed shot. That package makes a lot of sense to me, which makes me think, Frank Janish, where would they end up? Who could give them that package, right? What would- What faction has that availability right now? To me, uh, it, 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 it screams usual suspects, but... Who, so they, they have Mara, Dan, and Ethan? Yeah. Woo! No, that, <laughs> that obviously that. could definitely be in that. play. Although I will say that I have heard other things in regards to a Merle-Irwin team-up that um, it wouldn't necessarily be... a. That's not necessarily a done deal that like those guys would go, yeah. I want to play together. I'm not saying one one saying yes and one saying no, or one the other saying the other. Right? What I'm saying is, um, on paper or in the Facebook groups, you know, people come up with all types of team combinations. Ethan Irwin, Dan Merle, that looks unstoppable. But you also have to think about: Would Ethan want to play against the play with the guy that beat him? This or does he want to play against him to beat him? You know, there's the, there's these certain types of players that. Yeah, I, you are great, but I want to beat you rather than be on your team. Kevin Durant, Steph Curry. Could it be a one-year experiment? Sure. Sure, but— I mean, why not? What do you have to lose? And here's the thing. There's a, there's trades. Absolutely. And if I'm, Sam, if I'm Sam, obviously I would want Dan and Moore on my team. Obviously. Obviously, obviously, obviously I'd want him. And if it's not working out, hey, uh, okay, let's see. I mean, what— Right. The trade market's open for Ethan Irwin. The trade market would be obviously you're not trading either. You wouldn't want to trade either one of them. But Ethan was traded last year. What are we talking about? Well, Ethan was traded a, last year. We don't need to get into how all that all worked out because Ethan that was, was just pure lunacy. The way that went down. Um, Stupidity. Yes. Now um, wait, didn't can can you can you maybe didn't um, Ethan get traded for um, a pick as well? Didn't he have wasn't there a pick, a pick involved? Where does that pick go? Um. It's like it never happened, Brad. Did you hear? So it was a Jader Paramo straight up for Ethan Irwin because it ended up being the Droogs right. aren't. I'm pretty sure okay. it was for Jader. Yeah, it was Jader's. Sure. Yeah, who yeah. moved? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. Continue. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, but the, and the other thing is, 
does Dan and Marl, do they want to be on the same faction? You know, that's another thing that we just don't really know. We're making that um, assumption, sure. And I, I guess you're right in pointing that out. We shouldn't assume that. But at the same time, if you have this ability, you're now both in this other state. You're both in the great state of Arkansas. Point. Beautiful state. Hey, let's... uh. Let's 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 team. Let's be on the same faction so we can spend all this time working together toward a common goal instead of, hey, I'm going to go uh, in the kitchen and study. OK, I'm going to be in the living room. All right. You know, uh, and try to be away from one another. I, I don't know if that works as well. And, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. And, and Ken. God, I forgot. Oh, right. <laughs> I forgot about Ken again. Oh, my God. Ken was in the trade. I forgot him on the, on the preview special and I forget him here. Oh, man, that man must hate me. I swear. But he's probably not watching this. Right. Hopefully. No, hey, Ken. Oh, God, I hope not. Anyway, uh, I <laughs> think it makes sense for Brad. Sorry, it makes sense for Dan and 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 Mora. Now, I also have heard a major free agent um, has narrowed it down to two teams. Now, I have certain constraints, and I cannot reveal the name of that free agent, but they have definitely narrowed it down to two teams with a decision yeah. to be made very soon. Um, so we have that bit of news. I can also break a bit of news here that another massive name in the world of entertainment is is entertaining the idea hmm. of entering themselves into the draft with the goal of playing only big marquee matches. I can't break that news. That is the first time that is being reported anywhere, yeah. and the boat is breaking it to you. I will reveal that name once that person – place or thing has given me permission to do so and the league has approved their entry into the draft something, but, something tells me you won't be the one that's well, i mean actually maybe oh, never mind i'll think i don't want to say anything don't say anything I all right i'm not i didn't say anything well you don't know anything to say what do you know nothing i know i know i i, I think i know some things okay <laughs> okay well don't in, say in, anything in the, uh, i don't know if you're oh, sorry i don't want to wrap up your point there no, but uh, but that that was going to be my my bit of news. So please uh, be on the lookout um, here on this show because I'm gonna I'm going to try to get permission to break it. Maybe maybe the league won't allow me to. But if, <laughs> they probably uh, won't. If There's it, one thing I would like to break that I can't. That I was I was specifically told no, don't you can't. That's that's not for you. Hands off. Act like you don't even know it. That's, how did Ronnie? How did Ronnie be good? Figure it out. Queen Elizabeth II. Because <laughs> he's good. That's why. Wow, that's, Ronnie that's B. Clever last name. He'd be really good, though. Yeah, <laughs> you know, be in, really good. In the uh, other other news that I uh, broke today on Twitter was the fact that um, Ben Bateman had been talking, or at one point had talked to Brendan Meyer of the Quirky Marks of Shazam, and also that Paul Oyama had at one time potentially, possibly, also spoke to Brendan Meyer. Um, now, whew, brother, David uh, Sackrider, I will tell you, if Jennifer Lopez was the person. <laughs> Who's joining the movie True Schmodown? And I had correspondence with Jennifer Lopez. I would tell everybody. <laughs> Nobody could stop me. And I would be trying to book a flight, you know, to her home so that we can discuss strategy going into the draft and uh, try to really figure out, you know, you know, where she fits best. Yeah. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. Um, so Paul Yama potentially has possibly talked to Brendan Meyer. Now, I also did say um, that. This isn't the first time I've heard this idea that Paul Oyama may not be teammates with Lon Harris come in 2021. You know, Ben Bateman wow. has said on backstage that he's talked to Paul at length, 
before. And now there's other news now dropping that Paul has talked to Brendan Meyer, possibly, potentially. Um, this to me, if in fact that's that that second part is true, uh, Paul talking to Brendan Meyer, then certainly Paul Oyama is entertaining um, and considering a move in terms of a new teammate that is not named Lon Harris, which would be very interesting because they had an outstanding year. Um, uh, if it's, you know, because look, is swag a potential um, place that Dan Murrell or Ben Bateman could go? Right. I think there's potential. And then they team up with Paul Oyama. I mean, th- that certainly could be there. I think Paul Oyama and Ben Bateman, you know, I think they, they have a similar type of mindset when it comes to the game. Obviously, Paul Oyama, uh, very much a big fan of what Dan Merle is to this league. That's the reason why he he, he competes. Paul Oyama competes in this league. So there's definitely something there to consider. But I also need to say, I don't think Brendan Myers is leaving Shazam. I don't think he's leaving Bibiani. But the mere fact that Paul Oyama is, is entertaining um, different scenarios next year. Now, it made it seem like Paul talked to Brandon, but did Brandon talk to Paul? I mean, there's there there is a difference there. There is. So if that's if it's the other way around, well, then I'm going. Okay, wait a minute. No one is safe. No one's a sure thing. You know, I would like to at least think a couple things are this time of year. Corruption is all we know. If that's all we know, and 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 Chandru. It um, seems as though Chandru and Mark Andreco have both confirmed at least where they'd like to go. But but here's my here. This is crazy. See, sometimes you think a player is untouchable. You think there's no way they're going to move until you have a conversation with them. You say, hey, man, what are you thinking about this? Or what do you think about that? Oh, what do you think about that? And then all of a sudden these pieces start opening up and the chessboard becomes very playable. And the fact that nobody's talked to Mark Andreco is nuts. That's nuts. You know, well, I'm a big, I'm a star. The fact, like how much of a lock that Roxy has on, like those guys that other managers feel like, how much what, people what, think, exactly, and yeah. that's part of her power of like, look, don't don't talk to these guys. You don't 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 even bother. And I will say this too. There's another thing that I haven't put out there yet. I have her, and this really shouldn't really be a shock, really. But look, people have approached Alex Damon. Wow. You know, so I've approached Alex Damon. Now I, I I've heard you he, like he's not going to go anywhere. But as we've been talking about, people change their minds all the time. They do, and and if you just pitch a package to them that they like, you know why not? And I don't know, I don't know. I love Alex Damon, and I know he probably doesn't like me saying this. I I think this year, twenty twenty one, his run might be up. His run might be up with all these players that we know are coming into the game. His run might be up. I don't know. So if I'm Roxy, that's something that you have to think about. You have to think about, okay, if Alex Damon goes into his first match with Andrew DeMolanta and potentially Molly Damon or Laura Kelly, potentially a a triple threat, and he loses, well, then what value do I have with him anymore? Because he's going to have to, what, go through a Star Wars tournament or, what, win three matches in a row? Maybe he's going to have to win. I wouldn't be be too bad out of shape about that, but still. Yeah, I mean, but still with these Dragon Con players, you don't know. You just don't know, man. I think if I was Roxy, I'd lock all three of them up. Obviously, 100%. that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm yeah. doing. I'm just saying that that's probably something that's being thought about. And then you think about what's the, what's the trade value of an Alex Damon? I'd say it's pretty high, right? I would think it's pretty high. Be interesting. Um, 
before we move on to the Sorry. awards, there was yes. one other thing that Zack Ryder, Ryder did um, put out there. And I had been hearing the same things for a while now. And that that Tom of Paul and Tom, mostly just Tom, you know, capital T-O-M, maybe um, he might not play next year. We don't know what the deal is with that exactly. But um, I had been hearing that that sort of talk well before the season ended. Me too. Uh, well, before the season ended, so it's not entirely surprising to me to hear. Um, it was it was nothing I wanted to comment on publicly, just because you never know, and, and I'm not close to that situation at all, um, nor have I inquired about it. I've just simply heard from from more than one source that that was definitely a possibility, um, and it would be interesting if if he does not come back, because then that certainly leaves Paul Preston open for entertaining a plethora of other players because while he did not have the greatest year last year, Mm-mm. um, that, that guy, he, he, he knows his stuff and he would be a great get for a lot of players out there. Yeah. Um, Paul Preston's an interesting case. He's an interesting case for me because we know that he's talent, right? We know he's talent. Um, he didn't perform well. And you know the term from the world of basketball, which, by the way, the Rockets' uh, debut got postponed thanks to you know James Harden the coronavirus. But um, sometimes a player has to go into a contract year. You know, you know what that means. So if you're in your contract year, the last year of your deal, you got to ball out and you got to show I'm worth a max or I'm worth renewing for you know two years, forty million or what have you. That's what um, Paul Preston's going to have to do this year. I, I don't see. I love Paul Preston. I know he's talent. He's a great piece. I don't think he's going to be locked down in free agency. I think he's a player that ends up in the draft, and he's going to be a high draft pick. Uh, absolutely. Um, I think that he just needs to have the right fit. I don't think that Kate was the right fit for Paul Preston. I don't. I don't think that Grace and Kate were the team that he needed to be on. I think that he needs to be under the expert tutelage of somebody who has played this game and played this game at a very high level. He would be a steal of a draft pick for someone like Sam Levine. He'd be a steal of a draft pick for somebody like Winston Marshall or even Roxy Stryer. I think that those are all managers who would love to pick him up, and they would. They, I think that they could get the best out of Paul Preston. Um, we'll see what what happens. I think that also the fact that Tom might be out of there. You you have to wonder what the DIN is going to do in terms of free agency because uh, he would be somewhat of an obvious pick to, to lock down just based on his knowledge in season six. And what we saw of him, a little we saw of him in season seven, he definitely is a knowledgeable cat. With him out of the question, then the DIN has to figure out where do we go from here? And I think out of all the factions, out of all the factions, the DIN is the biggest question mark to me. 100%. I don't know where they, I don't know what happens with them. And they are a team who I think can be completely blown up. And when they walk in to season eight, it's completely different. It's it's a new, fresh-faced team, not a single player retained. Not a single player retained. And I'll be honest with you, if you go through their list, who would you lock up in free agency out of their current roster? If, if Tom's not there, maybe you entertain locking down Paul, I could see. And past that. I could see Goddard. It just, I, I think. I don't know. Well, here's what I'll say about Goddard is that if he will commit to playing inner geekdom, because now he's a triple threat um, and he can play three divisions, but like that's a tall that's a tall order to ask someone to take on if they don't really want to do it. Um, inner geekdom, that is. So yeah. um, I think he has that 
ability. I think he's on the fringe in terms of being signed by somebody or entering the draft. Um, I think he's another first round high draft pick. If you want to sure. know, if, if he's, you in, want the, to if he's in the draft, I think he probably goes pretty high in, in that first round. Uh, I would, I would imagine. I think he is one of those fringe type of draft or free agency type of players right now at this point. But I think you're right about the den. They are so wide open that Kate has is now going through this transformation. She can be anything she wants to be going to this new season. We don't know what that's going to look like. So that means she she is talking to everybody out there. She is entertaining all ideas, uh, draft pick wise. Do I do this or do I do that? Do I bring in this player? I think she's hearing a lot of different things from almost everybody that's available um, because you could really form something that no one's ever really seen before and, and surprise some people. And it could just be uh, the thing that she needs to put herself near the top of the table next season. So it will be very interesting to see what the den looks like next year, what players are able to sign in this period, because if it's, I would strongly think Paul Preston outside of that, again, you know, there's a lot of, I mean, look, could Dan Merle end up, on the den. Wow. It's a possibility. That's a I mean, possibility. Look, here's Same the thing. thing with Ben Bateman. Everyone earlier in the in the year when Ben turned on Finstock, they're like, oh, go to the den, run that sh- run the ship. You know, it's, it's yours to control. But now with this kind of attitude change with Kate, that might not even be possible, but still a viable option as a landing spot for Ben Dude. in terms of bringing people in that he wants to play with. If in fact it's, you know, this Phoenix rising from the ashes, if you will, and what the den. Can you, can you imagine though, a scenario where you have Ben Bateman, Dan Merle and Mara Kanopic as the three signees for the den. That'd be insane. That would be, um, I, I would have certain feelings about that. Um, I, I look, I do have certain feelings about a Ben Bateman, Dan Merle team up. I do. And, and, it's based pretty much off if, – if their matches didn't happen the way that they happened this past year, I might be more inclined to be like, yeah, that's a pretty good – that'd be a deadly team. But I kind of want to see those guys go at it. Again, they could still go at it. I know, but, like, this the stakes won't be there if they're like, all right, well, we had a good singles title match. Now let's go play together and beat whoever. It's like, uh, okay. I want some real, like, fire behind th- those 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 possible matchups next year. Well, Frank Janish, we're going to see what happens um, coming up soon because, again, the awards are January the 15th, free agency January 22nd, and the draft will be January 29th. Keep it locked to our Twitter feeds when we can reveal certain information. We we definitely will. I'm trying to, guys. I'm trying to. Maybe we'll do it anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. I didn't. Frank, don't talk like that. Don't talk like that. You're going like to get what? us in trouble. You're just going to get us in trouble. But we're an hour and a half in. We might as well talk about the awards. We might as well. So let's get to it. So what we're going to do, we're going to go through each category. Frank will – this is what I want you to do. Who you – poetic. Five minutes each on these suckers? Is that what you want? 45 minutes each. 45 minutes. No, no. I want you to tell me who yeah, you yeah. think will win. Mm-hmm. We, can you reveal who you're voting for or who, who you I'll want to win? I'll do my best. I'll do my best with these because, I, I honestly, I have not made up my mind on a lot of these. Okay. Um, I've already voted. Yeah. Did you really? Already voted. Oh, wow. Okay. Got it done. Knocked it right. out. You're an early um, voter. I'll, I get it. I'll tell you who I think will win, and not necessarily who I voted for, but who I would want to win. Because I didn't, I didn't always choose who I wanted. I chose, you know, who I thought earned it. Obviously, but yeah. I'll tell you who I want and who I think. 
So we'll go to Babyface of the Year to start it off. Here are the nominees. Brendan, the Kid, Meyer. Give us some Roni, brother. Oh, yeah. Kevin Smith, Coy John Drew, Andres Cabrera, and Perry Nimeroff, Frank Janish, who wins Babyface of the Year? Um... I don't, I don't know. Probably Brendan, but also point of contention. Why is he the only one that just has his nickname up there and not his full name like everybody else? Uh, bigger point of contention. Why is it say the kid and not? Why doesn't it say the fine young Tinderoni? That's my question. I will, but um, I will say I think, I think I might lean personally. I think I might lean Koi. I think I might vote vote Koi. Koi is very likable. Yeah. Koi is very likable. Let's look at the list again. Koi. Kevin Smith is very likable as well. Andres was likable. Okay. I don't think Perry is in contention. I mean, we saw her very limited. As lovable as she is, I don't think she's getting a lot of votes. Andres, very likable. Very. I think out of everybody on this list, you could argue that he played the best this season. Maybe the kid. Or Kevin Smith. They're all undefeated. Coy Jandrew manages Kevin Smith and the kid. So that's yeah. another thing. But yeah. the fact that you can go out there and say, you know what? I don't want to be the best. I don't want to be the greatest. I just want to be good enough. They... I got to say that Kevin Smith is going to be my pick of who wins okay. this year's baby face. That's who, of... that's who you're picking, not who you voted for. Is that what you're saying? That's who I think will win, not who gotcha. I voted for. Gotcha, gotcha. Not who okay. I voted for. All right. Okay. Let's move on. Uh, Babyface team of the year, Shazam, Final Exam, Witching Power, Real Rejects, or the Founding Fathers. Considering that really, in all actuality, there's really only one true blue, white meat babyface team on here. Because no matter what, Roka's never going to be a babyface. No, <laughs> you know <what> <laughs> Real Rejects, real fun team. Witching Power, real fun team. Final exam, I don't even know so they say that can we imagine a, a scenario where we say that Paulo Yama was a part of the babyface team of the year? I don't think so. I'm gonna go Shazam on this one. Frank Janish, who you got? Yeah, that one's tough because I lean I'm leaning real rejects, but Shazam is right there uh as well. I, I Shazam is great, but I, I do like the real rejects. And the Real Rejects, I can see. I can see. It's like ridiculous. They're all very nice. They're all very nice people. Babyface of the year. Uh, so you're going with who? I don't know exactly. Who you think's gonna win? That's what I'm asking. Who I think's gonna win? I think. I think Shazam will win. I think Shazam. I think will Shazam will win as well. Okay, we go to comeback player of the year. I think this one might be uh, to me obvious. This is an obvious one to me of, of who should win. But the nominees are Andres Ace Cabrera. Lon Harris, Liz Shannon Miller, Jeff Snyder, and Perry Nimroff. Now, Perry, I don't know if she comeback player of the year. She beat Mike. All right. Mm -hmm. Liz Shannon Miller had a good season the, the, the previous year. She did come back to the league. But, you know, I don't know if that's a comeback player. Lon Harris, who historically had the yips, made a great run at it. Um, but still, a, a little bit higher and elevated level of play, but I wouldn't say comeback player of the year. That's why, for me, it comes down to Jeff Snyder or Ace Cabrera. Now, if you were to say it started with Ace Cabrera's 
his comeback started with him losing to Robert Parker and then going on a tear in the Star Wars division. I could see that. I could see that. I think that it's Jeff Snyder. I think Jeff Snyder's the comeback player of the year because of, not that he was terrible by any means in any previous year, but the run that he went on in that singles tournament, what he did in teams, the numbers that he was putting on the board was just incredible. He's already in talks for player of the year. I think that he's the comeback player of the year for sure. In my opinion, that's who I think is going to win. I'm torn between Liz and Ace. Why um, Why Liz? So Liz, she she had she had a she had a, a, a decent year with singles. Um, she was fine. But her her numbers though, and I look and I this is why the reason I I, I waver with Liz or Ace is because of Liz's numbers. Um, and injury actually kind of pointed it out uh, in his post about her progression from last year to this year and the competition she faced and overcame, unlike the year prior where she lost to Paul Yama, where she lost to Ben Bateman last year. She couldn't beat those players last year. Right. And she ends up beating Chance and Bibiani, right? Um, so she's got that going for her, and her, her numbers are way better um, by like almost, I think, 15 20% um, in that regard in terms of accuracy. Ace, look. He's coming back all the way from 2015. Like this whole notion that he's a comeback player of the year because he's bouncing back from a knockout in inner geekdom that happened this year. I think I don't, I don't understand that thinking to tell you the truth because I judge everything that what they did pr- the year prior or whenever they last played um, before they the hadn't played season. in so long. I think that was the thing. No, 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 no. I'm talking about this. Take starting from the standpoint of inner geekdom this year where he got knocked out. Right. Like that's where his no, I don't understand that line of thinking. That happened this year. Everything you do I know. this year. And that was a comeback up. player of this year. He came back from a terrible loss to go on a great run. Well, how okay. does that not compute to me? Because no, because, I compute to you because before that, before that, when did he play? 2015? Five exactly, years ago? Yes. We're talking about five years and ago. And he wasn't good. And it he came even, back this year. It wasn't even the same game. He came back. Picking things out of a hat. Came back. He came back. He came back. Look, okay, here's the thing. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Your beloved Chicago White Sox are down by seven in the bottom of the ninth. Mm -hmm. And they rally and they win the game by one. Did they not have a great comeback in that game? Yeah. Okay, they had it within the same game. They had a comeback, right? They don't name them comeback team of the year for that one game. Well, there's not, there's not. Okay, but there's not a category for that in the. There's not a award for that in but the don't Major make League that Baseball. Not a good. But one. I'm saying, they, but you're talking about you can't come back within the same season. But you can no, come you just back have within a the same bad game. year. You just have a bad year, or you have an okay year. You look at the totality of that one year and you go, all right, well, he he was basically four and two. Like, all right, that's a pretty good year, right? He came back from what? He, he 2015 where he de- stunk. <laughs> it stunk. You want to talk about talk about what he did with Robert Parker? That was worse than any. Yeah, but I'm looking at totality of what he did this year compared to his previous year of play or whenever that was, and that was 2015. That's where I'm comparing it. I'm not comparing it to if he had a, a poor first half of the season to a great second half. No, no, come on. Anyways, look, look, Frank, Frank, first of all, don't get hot about it. All right? I am hot. You can't tell me. Don't get hot about it. Don't get hot. 
Settle down, man. Whoa. Just just see what I see. That's all. Just agree blindly with what I'm saying. And we'll have no problem. <laughs> Think about it the way that I do. Exactly. And we'll be fine. Um, okay, so we'll move on for that. We'll move on from that. You know, whatever. We're not going to agree on that one. So let's go to entrance of the year. This was a harder one to... Uh, and I have a question. Go for it. What's your well, question? Why is Real Rejects on here twice? This is like... This is Bibiani's worst nightmare all over again, except it's not for him. Like, <laughs> like I have a feeling like that's what's going to happen. Like, well, yeah. I'd rather see the Cuckoo's Mess match on there rather than the Pride if I were to pick. And I'm surprised that Real Rejects didn't get that option or that when they're putting the nominations, they were like, look, this one had more nominations than the other. Let's not, you know, put both of them on there. Let's just take the other one that's underneath. Yeah. They should just vote for, I mean, if real rejects, they should just total up their votes. Yeah. Anyway, just total up the votes, but, um, but like the flirt and flouse versus Kevin Smith, real rejects versus the pride, Bonnie Somerville versus Marisol McKee, real rejects versus the cuckoo's mess. I guess who's next who and Shazam versus final exam. I'll tell you, I'll tell you who I voted for on this one, because I don't feel like anybody's feelings would be hurt on this one. I voted for Zephyr and Files. I loved it. Yeah, and it's like it's great. It. It's great, and it, it was pretty inventive for the medium, you know, obviously being online. Um, we rejects that one was the Cuckoo's Mess match that was actually in studio. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's different. I do feel like the the crowd's gonna vote for Zephyr and Files, even though I think the real winner here is Real Rejects. But that's just me. Well, Frank, um, you're a loser, and nobody cares. Um, I'm just kidding. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Uh, faction of the oh, we have a ton of these. Okay, faction of the year. Corruption, swag, rock stars, Finstock Exchange. <laughs> well, I can't believe that's actually a laughable thing to say now. And the quirky Mercs. Who wins your um, faction of the year? Finstock Exchange. That's your faction of the year. Exactly. It was it was a train wreck. It was it was glorious to watch. It was, <laughs> You know, <laughs> no, no, I'm not, I'm not picking them. Um, Although I like that logic, if that's what you want. Right. With. Yeah. You could go that route. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, man, this is tough. And of one that. And one that I, 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 I still need more time as I need more time. I know I'm taking this too seriously, but, you know, that's that's, that's my burden. It's hard for me to say um, the team that walked away with the most points and won the factions race it's hard to say that they're not the faction of the year um See, I, I don't put too much numbers into this one um because... how convenient for you to not pick <laughs> in the one category where you might side with <laughs> no, corruption can... you're like i don't use numbers in this one <laughs> i'm not saying not at all but like it's not like the dominating factor it's not like what's gonna break the tie for me you know um, because truth of the matter is, swag and corruption, they have somewhat similar numbers in various categories. You know, when you look at accuracy rates for as a as a total as a faction, like swag and corruption are like right around. Actually, I have that number. Um, as a as a complete faction, they're right around uh, 85 percent, both of them. Uh, corruption is actually slightly ahead, eighty five point four seven. Swag, eighty five point eighty five point three one. Um, for like a total overall accuracy rate through all their play. Um, so like I said, it's not, it's something that I, 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 I glance at, but this one, that one's a little bit tougher. I need some more time. Okay. Frank needs more time. I'm going with corruption. Feud of the year, Roxy versus Shannon, Shannon versus Winston, Dagnino versus Bateman, Chandru versus Smets or the founding fathers versus corruption. 
Um, hmm. Some maybe some viewers of the post spectacular rundown special that didn't include this boat, but a boat might vote for that number one slot right there. Roxy versus Shannon, adding a little fire uh, at the end of the season. But who do you got, Frank? I think this one's between Shannon and Winston and Roxy and Shannon. Um, I agree. Dagnino Bateman, like there was really not a few there. It was just more of a like a kind of like uh, you know kick rocks type of thing. Chandra and Smith, that actually had some real legs to it, uh, although it happened really earlier, much earlier in the year. Um, that one could have done something, but, you know, um, that's that, that wasn't the case. Finding Files of Corruption, I, yeah, there was not too much there. So I, I think it's going to be Roxy versus Shannon. I think that's what I'm going to uh, vote as well. I'm going Roxy Shannon. Yeah. I'm going Roxy Shannon as well. That was the one that and I, I liked the most. Seat, dude, and and was, you were there, man. It was amazing. Whoa. Whoa, and the chat seems to be saying, look at this, uh, Roxy Shannon, yeah, Roxy Shannon, Roxy Shannon, Roxy Shannon, Roxashana, what it sounds like <laughs> I'm saying, go. but uh, Roxy Shannon, okay, Heel of the Year, Shannon Barney, Chandra the Chosen, Brandon Hanna, Jeff Snyder, Elliot Dewberry, Olor Kelly. Um, I think this is between two, in my opinion. It's between Chandra and Shannon, Yeah, and I'm going to go Chandra. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go Chandra too, but I'm not completely sold on it yet. But it looks it looks that way. Wow, you're really taking your time on this. I'm telling you, you remind me of the kid in in school where you know um you're taking like that really simple you know ten question math test and everybody finishes in like fifteen minutes and you know once everyone's done you can you know have free time and do whatever you want to do and you were the guy that we'd all turn around and stare at as you're like okay let me uh, carry well one. let me tell you something um this is the most time. Uh, an effort I've put towards deliberating about the nominations. I haven't really done anything outside of today um, about who I'm voting for. This is really a, kind of like a mental exercise for me right now. I haven't really thought about it too much before today. You know, all the raw thoughts, Brad. Okay. You know. Heel team of the year. Corruption, the pride, deception, odd couple, or category nine. I can't give it to any team that says, we're heels. <laughs> Can't um, give it to them. Category nine, I actually liked a lot, so I, yeah. I, I'm not going to give it to them. Odd couple, are they are they bad guys? I don't know. They're anti heroes, so yeah. they don't count. I kind of put deception on that one too. I like deception. They, they don't. I mean, they didn't really have a whole lot of time to flesh. You they know, did out. You know, but Mike Kalinowski has a really good way of being an he a-hole. Does. Um, so I'm gonna go corruption on this one. I'm not gonna lie, uh, I I've I have a half a mind to pick the pride. I'm not gonna lie to you. God dang! I'm not gonna lie to you. Because... Do you want to be friends after this show? Yeah. It's a good thing I'm not gonna tell you who I'm voting for then, because it's between corruption and the pride. Well, but... corruption, I can I can see. I can yeah. see that. I can see that. Okay. But the pride, really, really, heel team of the year of the year. <laughs> What are you talking? Like, yeah, why not? I think I think you're messing with me. I think you're messing with me. Maybe moment of the year. Let's go to that. Merle versus Collins post match interview. Uh, yeah, that was pretty crazy. Shannon drafts Dewberry. Merle versus Bateman, where Dan Merles goes, I won. Bibiani versus uh, Bibiani and Andreco at Spectacular Five, and then Smith gives Jericho Kevin Smith movies. Um, I think it's really. It's a two-horse race for me, to be honest with you. 
Uh, Shannon drafts Dewberry and then Merle and Collins post-interview. Okay. What do you got? I, I'm between uh, Shannon drafts Dewberry and Bibiani and Andrako uh, mm. moment Spectacular 5. Th- those two I'm really back and forth with. Um, oh, man, because they're two totally different types of you know moments. Uh, one's more outlandish and fun and crazy. The other is really kind of like a culmination of sorts of like their careers converging at one spectacular moment, no pun intended. Um, pun intended. Uh, I, the, the sentimental one wants to say Bibs, Bibs and Draco. The fun one is Shannon drafting Dewberry. I don't know what to do. Shannon, well, we were there though. When yeah, Shannon says the Elliot Dewberry, I was like, ah! You know, so was the rest of the world. Everyone was like, oh, my God, the wild berries are no more. And it led to the uh, Josh McCougar retirement this season, which um, unexpected, unexpected that we didn't have the wild berries uh, as a team in 2020. Uh, seems odd. But, yeah, I think that when she broke up the wild berries, that won it for me. New team of the year. I think this is I think this is an obvious one again, too. Pretty final, easy. Yeah. Final exam, deep 13, the pride, witching power, deception. Final exam for me. The pride, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> of course it's final exam. You're an idiot sometimes. You know that? That's funny. Yes, of course. Yeah. It does come from me. <laughs> but your mother is a phenomenal human being, so it's it true. definitely wasn't her fault. Exactly. Um, maybe your sister's. Um, <laughs> upset of the year. Perry beats Kalinowski up there. Yeah. Cabrera beats Kelly. Sure. Collins beats Roca. Hmm. Uh, Ellison beats Parker. Oh yeah. Or Cabrera beats Demolanta. Not so much. I'm a, of two minds on this one again, Frank. It's either for me, Collins beats Roca or Ellison beats Parker. Wow. I agree on one of those. Okay, what do you got? Who are your final two? I, I I agree with the Collins and beats Roca. That one is something else because it was TKO. But the other one is A speeding Laura Kelly. That's the one that I'm leaning towards mm. the most because really that's what actually truly made his run magical. Um, because and I know Cabrera beats the Amalantas up there as well. But here's the deal: it, it became more of a possibility. After he beat Laura Kelly, because I thought it was going to be Laura Kelly and either Demolanta or Scrimshaw in the final. Um, Ace beating Laura Kelly is, is and look, Ace beat Josh Quevedo in the play-in, and then uh, he beat Ken. And, you know, I had felt like it could go either way with that one. So I wasn't too surprised on that one. But I was like, there's no way he's getting past Laura Kelly. And by the time we got to Ace playing Demolanta, I was like, man, this kid has the magic. And it was a hell of a match for sure, and the way that it ended. And Dimalanta had it in his grasp, and so he, he could have won. Is that is that enough tipping for the, the the upset of the year? I feel like I'm kind of talking myself into that one now. <laughs> it sounds going. like you've made up your mind, actually. That's pretty good. But yeah, I, I always keep coming back to the Cabrera Kelly one. I don't know. Cabrera Kelly, I'm man. This is so hard. This is a hard one. It is hard. There's a lot of great great matches that. Didn't make the nomination here as well. So, but 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 the thing was with Collins beating Roca, that was hmm. 
I feel I mean, like that, that was that's an a, that's a that's a, a fan leaguer TKOing a Mount Rushmore player, a legend. That, of the that's game. an upset. Like, that's an upset. That's a big upset. You know, it's a big upset. <sighs> it's tough. This one's that's a tough one. Tough. That's a tough you already one. voted, so I did vote, and I'm, I'm now I'm wishing I would have changed my mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah sh- okay. Before we get the match of the year, I'm gonna want to say that one for last, or for one of the last. Let's go to podcast of the year. I don't even listen to any of these, so I can't really tell you. I do listen to Machine Mondays though. Machine Mondays, repeat yeah. the question, let's get ready, call to action, a certain point of view. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. I'm only going to vote on this one if they change the name of the award. That's it. That's that's what it is. Uh, if they call it the Rundown Award? Yeah, that's the only way I'm voting. Yeah. I mean, how is it not called that? I have no idea, Brad. I feel like I thought that we did that last year. I thought that we crowned it the I Rundown Award. That was the agreement, but I guess not. So, you know, I don't know. Because someone came to us and they said, hey, we're not going to nominate you. However, we're going to name this. I know. The, you know, West Coast Frank and the Boats Rundown Award. So I'm a little hot about that. And for that reason, um, none of these fools deserve it. No, I'm kidding. Um, But yeah, I can't say. Let's go to Rookie of the Year. (laughs) I bet they really pissed off all the podcast. Uh, remember, remember last year. Remember last year. <laughs> They're all just. That's the only reason they tuned in. That's the only reason they tuned in. Brad was to see what are they gonna say? What are they gonna say? What are they gonna okay, say? okay, okay, okay. We'll go back. We'll go back to yeah. it. <laughs> Never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And you know what? Yeah, never mind. Um, yeah. Rookie, rookie of the of the year. It's too fun. I think this is this Just is one that we talked about all year that became the most obvious one of all time. Yeah. But the rookie of the year: Kevin Smith, Marisol McKee, Ben Goddard, Barbarian, Adam Collins. It's Adam Collins. Absolutely, and I I, I do have to say, look, I get why Kevin Smith is on here, um, but like I think it could have been Robert Parker or Jada Paramo. I actually nominated Jada Paramo because. Um, for whatever reason, I just really like that kid, and I think he did a great job coming in to into the season. So I still want to give him his props, but yeah, it's definitely Adam Collins. That, that's not even a no brainer. This should be an absolute runaway. Uh, and the only people voting for the other ones are like their family members. That's about it. Yeah, Inner Geekdom Player of the Year. I feel like another obvious one, at least for me, Chandru Dandapani, the chosen, the man who just came on the show a little bit ago. He in my opinion, is the Inner Geekdom Player of the Year. The upset was Smets, the first to defend in a while. Yeah. He gets it, in my opinion. Yep, yeah, I'm going to go that route as well. All right, let's move on. Star Wars Player of the Year, again, as great of a run Ace had, you got it to be the man. Woo! You got to beat the man. And he didn't beat Alex Damon, and Alex Damon, for me, is the Star Wars Player of the Year. See, this one, I said, I said, if... I was fairly confident I was going to say Ace... But I was like, look, if Alex somehow knocks out, not TKO, but knocks out Ace, I'll give it to Alex. Even though he's playing one match, he wins by knockout. I kind of feel like I got to give it to him for that reason. But then, like, the other thing is, Alex Damon almost knocked out Ace. And had this been in different circumstances, in terms of, if we had, not circumstances, but if we had, a different type of rule where you could know what the where the points stood at certain points of the speed around, then Alex Damon at one hundred percent knocks out Ace. Um, 
which is a really long-winded way of me saying, I think I might still give it to Alex. I know a lot of people are probably like, you're an idiot, but like, yes. dude, Alex just like he played one like I don't know what to tell you people out there that that don't want to hear this from me or from anybody else for that matter. Um I tell you what the, the only thing I can say is I wrestle with it so it might change by the time I vote. I don't but I am wrestling with it. You wrestle <laughs> with it. Wow. Wow. Okay. Let's get to singles player of the year. Adam Collins, Dan Merle, Jeff Snyder, Liz Shannon Miller, Ethan Irwin. For singles player of the year, it's Adam Collins. You know what? It's, I, I could be, you know. <laughs> it's Adam It's Adam Collins. I could I mean, be persuaded to Dan Merle. I could. Is, I could. But it's Adam Collins. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think Dan Merle has a strong argument there. Um, but it's it's Adam Collins. I mean, like, what more could you ask from him? What more could you ask for from him? Yeah. Going 7-0. And then defeating the guy that's that you're up against in this award, and, you know, for the title on the biggest stage of uh, you know of showdown. So yeah, it's got to be Adam Collins. Then we go to team of the year again. I feel like this is an obvious one. Although you can make, hmm, you know, it's crazy. Four out of the five teams were champions this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, isn't that's that crazy. nuts? What a yeah. what a loony teams division we had this year. Oh yeah, you thought you thought Intergeekdom was like undefendable. Teams is is just as hard. Yeah, um, and the only reason the only reason there's not as much the only reason there's not as much turnover in singles is Dan has the belt most of the time. So <laughs> true, true. So I got hmm. team of the couple. year odd, odd couple. couple. Yeah, right. They did okay. some incredible stuff within the year setting records and the tournament run and then reclaiming the title, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to abstain from selecting from this list. Cause I feel like I have a bias here, but manager of the year, we had a long lengthy conversation about it. You heard the yeah. top three argued for, I believe it's going to be one of those three. They also came one, two and three in the faction standings. And I think any of which would be deserving. A hundred percent. I mean, I said it, and I'm trying to. I don't. I'm trying to feel like am, am I prisoner of the moment with the Roxy Stryer pick, because there there is something there. I mean, look, she her top three argument. players, her top three players, they all hold belts. Like yep. you know, like what Strong more argument. do you want? What what more do you want from your top three picks? What you want the singles belt as well? Well, Jeff almost got there, you know. So, ugh, it, it's tough too because. You know, as we said earlier in this episode, each manager has done something incredibly awesome for their players uh, that made them such a great manager this year. And it's and I really don't know where my my preference lies, because I feel like that's what is that's what it's going to come down to is like, what do you prefer in, in a manager yourself? Do You want someone in game? Do you want someone to help prepare you and, and motivate you and. And, and got and got your back behind you know in every match, or do you want someone that is a little bit more strategic and, and knows how to find players and prepare and, and and prepare all these study sessions? And like a lot of that stuff is also shared as well, but it's just really hard for me to uh, figure out which direction I wanted to go. Because I'll tell you what, I didn't have Roxy on my radar, but the way things went down is spectacular. You know, it really changed my mind. Really changed my mind. So. 
I, I agree. I mean, she was phenomenal. It's spectacular. And I, I, I was a Stars fan since the get-go. So I, I see the arguments made for all three of them, really. I really do. Let's go to match of the year, and then we'll stop with the player of the year. But match of the year. Okay, you ready? No. Smith Jericho. Odd couple Shazam. Merle Bateman 2. Merle Bibiani the Kid. Corruption Founding Fathers. Demolanta Cabrera. Demolanta Scrimshaw. Odd couple final exam. Merle Bateman 1. Merle versus Collins. I've been pretty consistent with this for the entirety of the year, and I'm sticking to it. February the 29th, 2020, live from Atlanta, Georgia. Dan Merle versus Ben Bateman is still the best schmodown game I have ever seen and will continue to be there. Second one was almost as good, and then Merle Collins was phenomenal. Those are the top three choices, but for me, Merle Bateman won is the match of the year. Yeah, that one's on my radar, and Demolanto Scrimshaw. Um, mm. That one is just insanity. That one is insane. Um, and and honestly, a couple final exams. I mean, that's one of the best matches uh, in the history of the team division. Oh, yes. Um, it is it is phenomenal stuff. You know, I could say a couple Shazam as well, but that has a different type of um, you know, feeling for me. That's why I think I'm leaning leaning more towards the moment of the year on the aspect for that one. Um, yeah, I mean the Merle Bateman one. That that's that's a classic one. But uh, I I still I think I'm gonna lean Demon out to Scrimshaw. I think it's close though. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I um, I, I mean based on that, uh, what we've seen in the chat and and everything else I've seen, I I I, I assume Merle and Bateman one is gonna win. All right, and finally, player. Of the year, Jeff Snyder, Adam Collins, Dan Merle, Chance Ellison, or Andres Ace Cabrera. Yep, those, Jeff are, Snyder. those are the ones. Yeah, those are the ones. It's Jeff. Um, yeah. Although, I mean, yeah, I don't. <laughs> Seven and zero singles championship horror free for all. Dan Merle, two title defenses, three, two. Hey. While you're while you're talking about while you're thinking about that one, let's let's talk about this one real quick because oh, I think sure. um, I'm gonna go. I'm probably gonna go Jeff Snyder. Yeah, I'm probably gonna yeah, go Jeff, Jeff Snyder. Snyder for sure. For Jeff I, Snyder I think for sure. I don't know. It could <laughs> it could be Adam. Like yeah, like no one else has done what he's done in a single season. Um, and the uh, chat is split too, by the way. Chat saying mm-hmm. Collins, yeah, it's, Snyder, it's Snyder, I'll tell you Snyder, what, though. Collins, Collins, Adam, Snyder, Jeff. I mean, it's back and forth. I'll tell you what, though. I, I'll be happy with whoever wins for sure. Um, it's definitely well earned on both their parts. But um, yeah, and I think if Collins had just beaten Snyder in, in the team's uh, match, like, and everything else works out the way that it did. Then yeah, I mean, well, I mean, that also changes a lot of conversations for other awards as well. But damn, damn is right. Yeah, <laughs> damn is right. Anyway, those are our uh, our run our rundown. Ha 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 of the uh, Schmodown Awards. Again, that is going down January the fifteenth. Free agency is January twenty second, and the draft is January 29th. We'll be covering all of it. Um, here on the Schmodown Rundown and our various social media channels, Frank Janish, I feel like that. I feel like we've we've covered it all. This might. This is like the first time we've gone over two hours in quite some time. Yeah, I did not expect for Chandru to be on. I did not expect for Mark Andreco, and I did not expect for Adam Collins. I also see nothing on Google that says impromptu 
Thule is not a word. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that one. Yeah. I don't see anything, though, confirming that. How would you say it? It was impromptu. He is impromptu coming on the show? Impromptly. Impromptly? Impromptly? Maybe is it? <laughs> is See, it? I'm not alone. Anyway, guys, uh, Frankie Ash, why let people know where they can find you and follow you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at FrankieJ29. And make sure you watch our Twitter feeds because you never know. And uh, I'm not going to leave everybody hanging one more time. For the podcast of the year, my selection is you can follow me on all social media at Brad Gilmore. Uh, check out the Hall of Fame with Booker T and myself, Back to the Future, the podcast. And coming up next on this very network with Jennifer Sturger and myself, also check out all the great shows that we have on here, all my movies with Dan Merle, the Inner Geekdom Show, Schmodown Backstage, <clears throat> and of course, SEN Live with Christian Harloff and the gang every single day Monday through Friday support the channel your super chats are appreciated shout out to Mark Baby Carrots Ellis shout out to everybody who participated in the chat this evening all the managers all the players all the teams all the podcasters good luck on the Schmodown Awards we will be covering them when they happen Frank Janish Merry Christmas my man Merry Christmas Brad alright we'll get the chase again sometime and Happy New Year this is the Schmodown Rundown we'll see you next week Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's Nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's K-N-I-X dot com.